we're recording too. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're huge. We're huge. We're huge. Should I have them like off when I'm not talking? If you want. I mean. No, I'm just gonna leave it on the whole time. Okay. I usually mute it when we're when we go to um like if I stand up to go to a bathroom or anything. Oh. Okay. We are live, so at least I can ch double check to make sure. So. Oh yeah. Also, send me that link. Yeah, when you get that roll and send me that Yes, link. it is live. So, we are live. Poggers, we're back. Alright, ladies and germs, after a very long... Link is set. There you go, Ethan. Alright. We're going to we're gonna have to cut this intro down. What? <laughs> we have to cut this intro down. Well, of course. I mean, or we don't. I mean, either way. I mean... <laughs> The long hiatus, an extremely long hiatus, because of uh, started we 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 started filming. So Whoa, we got, we gotta get back. We gotta go back. We gotta go back that. before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long hiatus, right? I guess it has. So first off, uh, as you can see, we have a new couch. Oh yeah, the last time we did this, we had a different couch. Uh, so th there's a variety of reasons for this. Peyton is no longer regaled to the couch and or his parents' uh dungeon. I am moved out. He yes. lives with me now. He no longer is crashing on the couch. So now we have to interview other people that crash on the couch. The new couch. Me. AKA Nate. Last name still exempt. Yeah. Uh fucking Oh yeah, no last Nate. names. No last names, no last names. Nate is my old roommate that used to live with me. In the old house, and yeah, you used to crash on this couch, dude. That's what I was gonna say. Not only could you have like, I love the name "crashing on the couch" for a podcast, but it's so fitting because I literally crashed on this couch and the couch beforehand, yeah, several times. Well, what's and great so, is the logo he made. Yeah, the logo is actually. I, I put in. Zero. I put. I tried to put as minimal effort into that logo as possible. And it's amazing. <laughs> and the best part is that it's extremely Google pixelated. Google yeah. Well, the best part is that it's extremely pixelated too. I hope yeah. that's not copyrighted. Yeah. Oh well. Oops. Yeah, too late. Now. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Also, Peyton crashed on me and Nate's old couch at the old house a bunch of times too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Full circle. We also have a whole bunch of damn. We're backlogged on podcasts that we haven't uploaded yet, and uh, so there's going to be like a whole bunch of, besides this one, a whole bunch more coming out this week that we recorded during our like nine-month hiatus since the last time we did one of these, but uh, we're going to hopefully be doing this more regularly now that Peyton isn't regaled to, to the couch. Uh, anyways, uh, there's something else. Oh, so yeah, b beyond Corona, moving people in and out of houses, uh, we uh, also did a feature film. Uh, in in it, over the time that we haven't been doing episodes, that's uh, you guys know we talk a lot about movies here. That's because, as we've said before, uh, myself, I, me, and uh, a couple other people that have come on have you know background in filmmaking Peyton has uh is also done a lot of filmmaking uh so 
part of the reason we weren't doing podcasts is because I was busy producing a feature, uh, independent feature. Peyton was busy working and uh, briefly acting in it. Uh, I, w- I did have a part in that movie. I I forget actually that I have a part in that movie. <laughs> it's a pretty funny part. It's uh, it a, lot, a lot of a lot of a lot of lols in that in that bit. Uh, I wanted to see that rough cut. I, I still have no idea what it's about it's not really a rough cu- it's not a rough cut it's an assembly cut so when we have a rough cut i'll show that to you okay that's gonna it's gonna make a little more sense uh we also have a lot of adr additional dialogue recording to okay. do okay it's kind of a, it's kind of a touch i don't want to talk about it all right all right moving on <laughs> so, i wasn't it, there for a good amount of it let's just say that e- yeah, it's just not. Anyways, but yeah, the film film will be coming out next, this coming summer. Uh, I'll be giving you guys some more details about that whenever the time comes. I guess uh, this this podcast has always been more of just a side hustle for all, for us. So uh, that's what we're doing in our actual like mainstream lives. But today, so so summer of 2020 was pretty crazy. A lot of a lot of wild shit. Uh, I think. 2020 was pretty insane for everyone. We could recap on that, or we could not. Doesn't really matter. Uh, we could recap on that. I don't really care if you guys want to do that. We can. The main point of tonight is we're talking about Game of Thrones because that uh, was the show that me and Peyton watched during our time in, you know, well, nothing is open yet. Still, the bars are most well. The clubs are still closed. That's what matters. The so, clubs and bars are closed. Yeah. We can't go out and dance all night drunk off our asses. So, and it darn. sucks ass. Me and Peyton were filling our otherwise our time that otherwise would have been filled with drinking and you know general debauchery with Game of Thrones. So uh, simulated drinking. Well, not simulated drinking, but simulated debauchery. Right? That's Amen. mine. No, it's not. Shit. This is mine. Shit. (laughs) He definitely took a sip of that. (laughs) You ass. Oh, fuck. Do we meme about not being six feet apart? Nah. (laughs) Dude, dude, how would they know? They ain't going to watch the video feed. They're just going to listen to it. Well, some of the people. Oh, true. We say they like we actually have viewers. Yeah, it's fun. It's just fun to do that. But anyways, yeah, Nate is my old roommate who was originally the person that introduced me to Game of Thrones, and then we. uh... So he's a huge fan. Huge fan. So has the board game. How did how did you come to Game of Thrones? Me? Yeah. I mean, I just knew about it, and I was just like, "Fuck it!" Like, I got nothing else to do, so I might as well start watching it. So mine was very, very early on because I know when I got you on the show, we were living together and it was pretty much done. I mean, it, the eighth season wasn't finished yet, but uh, it was season seven. Yeah. Season eight was like the end of like when our lease was ending is okay. when it came out. Okay. Yeah. So when I first came to it, um, it was definitely mainstream entertainment, but it wasn't anywhere near as popular as it became. Uh, my brother actually got me into it and um, coming from Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and all the major films um, he's like Nathaniel you love Lord of the Rings you gotta watch this show you gotta watch it I mean he started he tried for years and finally broke I was like alright 
just I'll just watch the first season and see where it goes from there. I don't really care for TV shows. Um, I'm a huge, huge movie buff, but and it did. It grabbed me immediately. It's very, very similar to Lord of the Rings in in a lot of very ways. Or in a lot of uh, similar ways, but yeah, just the gravity of pulling me in immediately from season one, and then. There wasn't a uh, sit down where I could watch any less than like three episodes. Like I was just addicted to it. Like uh, I remember I started watching right at the beginning, I think, of the yeah, the beginning of the fourth season, and um, got to the third season, and I remember I was. I had the flu and I was really, really sick one, one day. And, um, my brother and I binged the entire third season in one day. And I mean, we'll, we'll get into the red wedding and what occurs on the third. We're not going to like full spoilers, right? Like, oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah but we'll wait, a, a we'll, we'll, we'll wait a little say, bit. But we'll wait a little bit. The, give, the, thank you for watch. giving the spoiler warning. Yeah. I, There's I done this no while, way we can forgotten. talk about Cause it did just like it just, it did just finish. 2019 or 2020. 2019 yeah. 2019 so it's still like there probably is a decent amount of people who still have yet to watch it yet because they're waiting for the prices to what go are you down. waiting for um the prices to go down i mean the dvds aren't that expensive i mean if you're buying blu-ray sure but there's none of those DVDs well the dvd collection is like a hundred is almost 200 bucks for the regular dvd for all eight yeah that's like but, the dvd collection okay but like when we each bought them individually it didn't total Exactly. Close to 100, yeah, 200. but people will want to just buy the set. Yeah, I mean. So. Anyway, course. um, well, I guess this is a good segue into the first question that I had to ask was, do you have? Because you start how early on? Like you started watching it season two or one? Do you remember? Like when it was? Like you were still watching it when it was airing. Correct. Yeah. The, okay. They were. In, I guess they were in the middle of season three because I was. I immediately started reading the books after I watched the first season. Okay. So you actually got into it like from. I would even say like from the beginning. So, we. I started wondering how on earth did this reach mass audience because this was before Netflix was huge. Yeah. This is before Netflix. So like paying a subscription to something wasn't a thing. It or well. It wasn't a a mainstream thing yet. Like this isn't. It wasn't something that just like everyone had at the time. Right. So like, everyone had cable, but HBO was a premium service that you had to go out of your way to purchase. Um. So, how like, do you have any theories on how it reached mass audience? Like just in general like how did the show get like do you have any theory on like why how it could have become so like big or anything or more when or i guess if you can't answer that when did it reach its like peak like when did it really blow up i guess i should ask yeah so i'll answer kind of in two parts i think okay. the market hadn't seen the market being the tv show hadn't seen something like this ever before like lord of the rings on the scale of a tv show um and so when it hit it just caught like wild wildfire and i mean i know you know but most people know that it's the most pirated uh tv show of all time i think uh, mandalorian actually just broke it broke it but 
Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, really? Not Witcher? I think... Well, I mean, Witcher's it's either on an Netflix. episode Why or... Why would you pirate something on Netflix? Huh? Oh, Witcher's true. on Netflix. Why would yeah. you pirate Netflix? Yeah, like, yeah, sure. Everybody already has that. Disney Plus is still new, and they're still trying to sell it. So. And, I mean, like, there's... I'm not going to I don't know how to say this without saying it. Uh, a lot of people don't want to give Disney their business. Yeah, 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 that's true. All right, but continue. But I can tell you from my experience, um, when I watched the first season, um, which I believe was already out on DVD, I, wa- I watched the DVD version of it. And then when it was airing, I, was wa- I got an HBO subscription. And f- from then on, it was always um, – a weekly thing that I did with the family with my brother, but yeah. So, um, I guess here's my next question. So when you purchase the, this doesn't have to do with the show, I guess when you did purchase HBO, did you only purchase it for the months of game of Thrones or did you forget and, uh, just keep the subscription for the entire year round? I think there was one year I kept the subscription all year round because, because there was, there was a (laughs) lot of stuff that was coming out that I was like, well, let's watch it. Why not? So how much is, how much is HBO a month or is it more now or did it go down? That's a good question, dude. I I don't have it now. My brother uses it and I will say, uh, Riley and I, Riley's my roommate uh, who knows all these guys. Uh, we, we, you know, we played. He's match, been on the podcast. We played matchmaker. The oh, dude yeah. who came on for the yeah. Evangelion. He's been podcast. on the podcast for um, Evangelion. Evangelion. So okay. yeah, yeah. Which he, I'm assuming is anime. Correct. Okay. All right. So <laughs> correct. Riley was showing me HBO Max last night, and I had seen it before because Aaron has it, and then I'm over there all the time just watching shit and. The amount of content that they have, like Cartoon Network, all kinds of stuff that they have on HBO Max, it's absolutely ridiculous. Really? Yeah, Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie, like all kinds of stuff. I it's thought HBO. Me I can watch Ren and Stimpy in high def. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a crap ton of anime. Huh. He had, yeah. It's. I didn't know HBO Max had all of that stuff. I thought HBO Max just was just. I th- I honestly thought HBO Max was just HBO for like portable devices. I would, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. At, it and was. that's what I thought it was too. And at, at first, it was very very limited, and it was like the eight big TV shows that a- HBO had, and then they filtered in some movies. I mean, breakout movies here and there. Okay. But now they're releasing because of Corona, they're releasing movies. That would originally release in theaters yeah. on HBO Max. Warner, Warner Brothers is doing that too. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah that, it's Warner Brothers just teamed up with HBO. Yeah, which I mean, do, do we want to talk about that? I mean, that's pretty topical. What the like? I mean, we, we've we've talked about it in pretty much every episode already, but like the uh, effect that the the Rona has uh, had on like. Let's, the film industry. I we mean, can save that for another. Topic. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. We got game Sorry. tonight is Game of Thrones. <laughs> Rip because we because we can talk about. Let's see how the AMC uh um how the AMC thing plays out. You we can, can talk. We can talk about, about that. Don't even get me started on that bullshit. We can, we can talk about that another podcast Dude. after all of this Reddit uh stock market bullshit has is is done. Yeah, I got so. I got a lot of things to Frustration. say none of them are coherent none of them are coherent you got gypped of two hundred dollars it's, it's a long story that's, that's the short story that's the short Dude, story i didn't even know about this reddit shit when i bought in <laughs> all, right, all right all right so anyway so what's next um, 
Okay, well, because I asked about, so, the theory, okay, I guess, let's continue on with the question that I just asked, was, Ethan, do you have any, because Ethan and I watched it after it was done, we watched it uh, 2020, through through 2020, up until we just finished it uh, a couple weeks ago. So, what season did you say you started watching it live on? It was week to week's start of season four. Okay. But okay. as I was watching season one as they were in the middle of season three. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So he did get into it like as like still early on when season three was still airing. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Was it coming out year it, it was coming out yearly, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, do Ethan, do you have any theories on how it like got like so popular? Um, I, I'm in the boat of like believing and like agreeing with him. Whereas there was no true fantasies at the time. And not only were there like big, like major production, uh, fantasy at the time, but it was also a television series that people knew that they would be able to, you know, stick with and it would be coming out for years upon years. I mean, yeah, all of those things. I also think the fact that um, I think the thing that sold Game of Thrones is what like the reason Game of Thrones sold even early on and like sold even in its like later seasons is like Martin's intention behind the writing of making it like a more um, believable more legitimate fantasy you know what I mean Okay, yeah, like a yeah. more realistic fantasy than, like, say, Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? And the lack of, like, there's a lot of like religious overtone in, like, Christian overtone in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, it's... and like I think, and in in a lot of subsequent fantasy writing after that has a lot of like, um, positive. Like it always had to have like a fucking positive message or like you know what I mean. And Lord and and Game of Thrones is like the opposite of that. I mean, not that like... there wasn't like positive parts to the show, to parts of it, and like some good themes in it. It was like, just a lot darker. Yeah, I think I think the I think the fact that like Lord of the Rings and like the subsequent um, IPs that it spawned were um, very like upfront in your face like this is about hope or this is about like some other positive ideal you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and i think the fact that like yes those things exist in game of thrones but i think a lot of people as much as people do enjoy lord of the rings i think maybe that's one of the reasons a lot of people get turned off of it Whereas Game of Thrones didn't didn't have that sort of turn off. You know what I mean? Yeah. The messages messages are definitely not as in your face as Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, But it does have those undertones of Christianity and religious beliefs. And and, I mean, with the light of the seven and. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's definitely religious. Religious. symbolism throughout the entire show yeah um but it's not like i guess when with at least with lord of the rings lord of the rings is like all about the morals of christianity 
Like, that's where, yeah. like, Tolkien got all of his, like, ideas from. Yeah. So, like, whereas, like, lore, um, whereas Game of Thrones, it's, um, if it talks about religion, it's talking about it in, in the way of, like, how does religion affect society, basically. Whereas, like, it's not supposed to be, like, oh, Christianity good, you know? Right. Game of Thrones is talking about how does, uh, religion, like, um... Christianity affects society, uh, and that's especially the Catholic Church. They get into the Catholic Church um, symbol um, symbolically in is it season five and six? Yeah, because it's blatant. Yeah. It, in my opinion, it's pretty blatant. That, I, I, that is like the bigger, the major arc of five and six. Yeah, yeah, but we won't get into that yet. So I guess now. Um, so I guess now we might as well start talking about the show. Uh, do you want to just go season by season instead of episode by episode? Or uh, do you have any questions that you want to go through? Or how do you want to do it? Season by season seems like a logical breakdown. But yeah, we just can't we like, can... stay too long in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we can do like a small – like we don't have to – give a full-on analysis of the season we like e i'm talking about each for each of us we can each uh give a general rating on each season like out of 10 let's not... preface it with like what's your favorite season i'm not sure if i could remember like everything about season one two and three but like i feel like i would i don't think I've... i i don't think we need to rate it I haven't put any thought into like what i would rate each season out of okay 10. okay yeah. like i don't think we need to have it be we're not metacritic you know, we can say we but liked like, it we, or not. We can say I, we I, like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. how much it, how much we enjoyed it. If if I was a viewer, I would rather hear about like what you took away from it. Okay, yeah. Not like go. not like okay. how you liked it or why you liked yeah, it. Like what yeah. was important about it or what was bad. Like what yeah. was glaringly bad about it. Yeah. Okay. So let's start. Um. Then let's just start with season one. Either way. So. Season one. One of you two go. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't remember what happened in season one. <laughs> so season one, uh, I heavily enjoyed season one. I thought it was a great introduction to the entire to what the show, at least in terms of what uh, Martin wanted the whole story to be about, like really about politics and military strategy and um, slightly sub subverting of expectations, well, I shouldn't say sorry, but subverting of expectations, um, the good guys don't actually have an easy way to win, they, um, they have to, they, not, not only will the good guys struggle, but they will blatantly, they'll just flat out lose, um, they'll die, uh, and season one introduces the entire franchise, I think, really well, um, in terms of, like, in terms of like story and writing because uh, Ned Stark I think really paves the way of like oh yeah he's your stereotypical fantasy like good morals yeah. he's a hundred percent the good guy um, but he's like he's he's literally like your stereotypical hero Absolutely. In, in, in most sense and that's very purposeful in the writing and I like that because it gets to people you know oh yeah this is who I'm rooting for and yeah. for a casual audience obviously they're not gonna think oh could this end badly for the good guy um 
because every single time I'm like, oh, you, no one expects what happens to him at the end of season one to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, uh, but it, I've I have already watched shows where that has happened, so it's like I had already been expecting that, um, and I had known beforehand as well, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it just is like it's was written very well how he goes into this um he's a war veteran who is very good at making war tactics and physical fighting and then when he's put into this like political situation he has no idea what he's doing and just blindly trusts everybody except for one person but just because he doesn't trust that one person he still blindly trusted everybody else and it caused him to die and I, that's a perfect way to introduce how the entire series um, was going to end up being. Unfortunately, it didn't end up being all of that throughout the entire show. But for the most part, um, it was. And in terms of like introducing a an idea and a show's like main topic, I think it did it extremely well. Um, so if you're talking about just an introduction of a TV series and like story structure wise, I think it did it extremely well. Uh, but then there's the actual like physical filming of it in that's trash. Right, right. Um, the fact like, like how I've described it throughout a lot of the seasons too, not just one. Um, it looks like they're, they were on a tripod and, uh, and the cinematographer was like, oh, uh, wait, oh, oh, it's time for a pan? Oh, got it. <laughs> Is that, that's good? Okay, cool. That, that's, that's the cinematography to, like, pretty much a T, in my opinion, for seasons one through, honestly, th three, uh, four, it's slightly better. Five, we actually start doing some pretty average stuff. Uh, but in terms of like the early seasons, sure the right the writing is like really good uh, in the early seasons, but the cinematography is honestly extremely trash. So in my opinion, uh, Ethan will probably go more in depth with that. I will I will I will allow the person who went who graduated with a with cinematography to explain that, but that will be on his turn. But in terms of season one, that's what that was my take on season one. Great introduction to the entire franchise. And if you're going to learn about introducing something, I would suggest watching season one of Game of Thrones. And that's that's honestly one thing I was enjoying. Um, I was looking forward to watching the show with you, Ethan, because I enjoyed. I was looking forward to uh, hearing your opinions on that side of it, the more film. Um, jargon i guess because i that, i'm not into that world yeah. i know nothing about it i'm sorry we didn't get to do that that was no it's... one of the most chaotic times in my life <laughs> yeah 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 uh we were we both had a lot going on but uh no season one i mean from it, you're meeting the characters and from the first episode i think just about every major character is in that episode um and it's gets you hooked uh it, what happens at the end of that episode when you, you know brand's climbing the tower and he catches jamie and cersei i mean it does the show does a lot of uh things that um 
I personally haven't seen in diff- in shows before, um, and that's what I think is another factor what draws people in. The twists and turns throughout the way, and you know, Ned is definitely the face of season one, um, and that's obviously his season, uh, and that's the only season he has. But uh, it's definitely um, you said something, and I was gonna comment on and i cannot remember what it was but uh yeah oh most nudity by far in all the seasons it gradually gets less as you go through but the first episode i think there's like three different nudity scenes um but yeah and then one of my favorite seasons by far and it uh it follows the book to the t I mean, it's almost verbatim from the book. So, yeah. E. Uh, I don't want to, like, be too repetitive. Uh, as far as, like, Peyton was talking about subverting expectations, there's, um in the, like, in the fantasy, like, community or whatever, there's a notion that uh, Tolkien introduced of, like, good king, good country, right? good king, good society, whatever. Um, Kind of a Plato, an ideal that Plato talks about. But um, the idea of like, I don't know, if Aragorn's a good guy, so when he becomes a king, the country will be good, right? And Martin has, you know, I'm sure most of you watching this are familiar with like what Martin has said about like, oh, what's Aragorn's tax policy? Like, okay, cool, right? I'm not going to go too deep into that. Ned Stark is like, the example of like when you start out in the north in like episode one then you go south ned stark in the north is like a good example of like good king good country good man leading therefore like the society like follows his follows him and everything's good and it's like what martin did well in this bit was that like he set up like what we expect a fantasy with the north and then he takes you south and it's everything you don't expect about fantasy, but which is more akin to like reality. Um, right. Random thought on the topic of like political drama television series. I did enjoy Game of Thrones series one to four more than I enjoyed House of Cards because after season one, House of Cards is boring as fuck. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I completely agree with that. And, like, Fincher's probably my favorite director, but, damn, what were you, what was going on in that writer's tape room? Any, anyways, besides the point. Uh, um, you tagged me for talking about cinematography. Editing is how the audience experiences the film. Um, editing is, like, incredibly fucking important. Uh editing is how the audience like experiences the film the editing throughout the show is like pretty weak like it's really just like like whenever you watch like a lot of artistic shit like whenever you watch breaking bad <laughs> like the editing in breaking bad is top notch like the way things like cool uh the kuleshov effect like a plus b equals c two separate ideas two separate shots put together make a third completely separate meaning a plus B does not equal A plus B, B plus A. A plus B equals fucking D. Like, something completely <laughs> separate. That's the cool show effect. Two 
unlike things put together with a cut, meaning something completely new. The editing in Game of Thrones is pretty much just like showing you what's happening. It's like, oh, this guy looks over here. So now we have to show what he's looking at. There's not a lot of like creative like change to it until like season seven when Sam finally goes to college and you like see that one cool montage that we watched in like an editing class. Um, cinematography wise, I mean, the lighting in Game of Thrones is generally better than The Witcher. I don't know if we didn't do a Witcher episode. Do we do, we do a Witcher episode? No, we not. We don't need to get into my whole or spiel about how the lighting in Witcher is weird and mostly bad, like pretty weird. But like, I think when if we're gonna do a Witcher episode, we can do it before season two airs. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, anyway, uh, let's go back to Game of Thrones. But the um, the cinematography throughout the show could have been shot by like a sophomore in college. A sophomore in film school, like I'm, it's really, really disappointing. Yeah. Like, cinematography is the soul of your narrative, right? Like when you're seeing like light stream through the trees of a sunset, and the character has just had like a, a life changing moment, like the character just like saw like escaped death, and now the shot is like the light streaming through the trees with the character in front of that. That allows you as the audience member to experience that catharsis that the character's feeling of their life just flashing before their eyes and surviving it. You don't get a shot anything close to that until like Tyrion and uh, uh, Sir Mormont like survive the stone people. And there's just like nothing special about the cinematography. Like it's just like really disappointing. Like you're there, you're getting paid thousands of dollars to be here and like compose shots and it's just shot reverse shot like tracking shot dolly shot like nothing didn't put the like didn't like it's a, a lot huge... of a lot of medium a lot of like medium i i'm giving I'm, i know i'm saying this poorly but uh like a medium a lot of medium like, shots um, a lot of medium sized lenses with either wide shots of like the space and that's about it with the two characters yeah, yeah, in yeah. the middle like that's like a majority of the shots yeah there's a lot of, of medium coverage one through four and that's it like yeah longer lenses could have been used more utilized for like like close-ups like there's a lot of medium close-ups when there should have been close-ups if if you know what i'm talking about yeah um early honestly early on with how like so like I'm going to compare this to Game of Thrones. I'm going to compare this to Lord of the Rings. Um, and honestly, like other fantasies. I'm, maybe they did this on purpose, or maybe they did this because they didn't have enough budget or thought it was pointless. But a big thing about fantasy is showing off the world of... Is showing yeah. off the world. Yeah. There's not... There is almost no, like, landscaping, like shots at all well there are so i think what you're getting at is there's landscape shots but like lord of the rings you have the fucking helicopter flying yeah. over yes like yeah. middle earth with gimli and them running across middle earth yeah there's and not peter jackson's that. just like dude just fucking run today just, we are running go. and it's you're... all running in helicopter <laughs> shots for a whole day of shooting now you're... did hbo have the budget for all these things yes and no but by season four 
drones were being heavily utilized in filmmaking already, so you the budgetary issue kind of is negated by that. Yes. So you can't really like cop out on the budget like with that. Um, I don't know, man. It's just I... like it, cinematography is the core the core tenant of filmmaking, and arguably depending on how you think about it, like more important than a lot of other aspects because it's like, it's the, it's the camera. That's, that's your medium. That's your art, artistic medium is the camera, what you use the camera for. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you're only telling the story through actors dialogue, might as well watch a play. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, it feel, I mean, I, like I enjoyed it. As, I definitely enjoyed it, but like, it does feel like you're watching a play, and um, it and like if you if you're not going to use the camera to tell the story, like your cameras, the camera is the biggest, the most important and biggest tool you have in your arsenal as a, as a director to tell the story, and not utilizing it is really really a disservice to the piece of art you're making and the source material and really everybody working on it because they're there to make good shit. And you're gonna, and I mean, they still made good shit, but like, you're not gonna use the best tool you have to make that good shit. Like, you've got a forklift, you've got a a, a backhoe over here. We're digging trenches, and you got a backhoe over here, but we're all gonna dig with shovels instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, did anybody else have um a hard time like understanding where everything was like located? Um, throughout the show, up on, unless you saw specific characters, because like there were occasions when like I weren't sure where the characters were at until like a blatant city was shown. <laughs> like I'm being serious, because like, and I have to say like when I say like landscaping shots, like there was no like I like there there were occasions when I like wasn't sure where are we. Like, there were so many times that I was like, where are we at right now? Well, the good... Because, like, like, I don't know, like, a lot, even some of the cities look, look, like, have similar structure up until you see the, like, oh, yeah, here's the screenshot of of the Red Keep. Bam. Like, it's just like, oh, oh, we're there right now. Like, I, like, I, I guess here's a big thing. I guess here's a big uh, example. Um, the city with the most gold. Uh, High Garden. High Garden. What the f- like? You would expect High Garden to look like to be massive. If it's all, if it has all this gold and everything, it would be like huge. It would be a giant city. It would be great. They don't, they don't and have... it's literally one fucking castle. I was what is yeah I was kind like of, what the fuck? Say, they don't have the most gold. They have the most resources, but yes. But okay, if it has the most resources, right, it would have right. a lot of everything. Then it would I mean, be, it would still be a massive fucking I, city. I was pretty disappointed by the production design for High Garden and uh, Castle Rock, Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Yeah. The production design for both. Castle of those. Rock. You see bits and pieces of both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it's like what the fuck? We're like, always talking Castle about Rock it. Castle Rock sounds like it would be like this like grand city it honestly looks kind of like lame it looks just looks like a normal castle with like multiple walls like covering it and that's about it the most grand city is always king's landing it's always the capital which doesn't seem but like i would have expected castle rock to be like 70 percent as cool 
as yeah but not, when you it, think about it it's just a lannister's home it's it's not you know I mean, yeah, but it's a, it's a but it's city. It's like the, it's like if each. It's still supposed to be a city. But it's isn't a it? city, like, yeah. It's not just yeah. supposed to be a castle. Like it's supposed to be a city. At least that's how they describe them. They describe these places as like cities. Like even um even Winterfell. Like Winterfell. Winterfell feels small. Huh? Winterfell feels small. Winterfell feels small, but when you're walking through, when when you see the characters walking through it, you can tell it's not just like a small castle. Like you can tell it's a town. Like, Castle Rock doesn't even look like a town. Same with Highgarden. We see Winterfell for almost six of the eight seasons. But it, We see but, Castle Rock for two episodes. Yeah, but, like, what One. I mean is, like, Winterfell not only feels like a town, it looks like a town, too. Whereas, like, like Winterfell everything... Winterfell should have been bigger. Like, you see plenty of Winterfell, which is, like, how you know that it's small. I feel like Winterfell should have been, like, 50% bigger. Yeah, like, I understand, like, if it's not supposed to be, like, yeah, I understand the capital is supposed to be the capital, and it, obviously it'll be, like, a big, it will be the biggest area of mm -hmm. the entire country, but, like, these other places should at least be a town around the castle, not just the castle. A lot of these other places are just the castle, and it's like, that makes no sense. There should be a town around it, if anything, if not close to being this size. Uh, Highgarden... Or Castle Rock should definitely be close to the size of the capital. Each one of those um, places is the capital of its region. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, that's it's just kind of their family's home, like Winterfell, Starks. Is that uh, so? Is that their island? You know, Mormonts. Is that what it's supposed to be though? Because yeah. like, if they're the land of their whole like section, it would it elite like it should be like a. It shouldn't just be a castle. Like it should be this place where like people are coming in and out all the time, doing trade. Like those are the main. That's like the main trading port for their section of the continent. Because like, even if that's even just if... That, that's what it seems like. Winterfell's just where the warden of the north lives. Uh, it's not like a city. It's not like the capital. It's not. They don't do any trade or any like. It's literally just their home. That's that's like, I mean the books go into detail, but like that's where each family crest. That's that's where their house is. And then they it's just have their meetings the... there every once in a while. Yeah. Is that how like the continent's structured? Like, what's the point of leading all uh, like all four lands? So, okay, so if, if Winterfell no... is more of a, it, I, I can accept that Winterfell is more of a fortress than a city. Yes. But that same logic doesn't really apply to, like, Highgarden. Like, okay, so look at the Vale, right? When they go to the Vale right. with um, the Knights of the Vale, it looks like Spain, and the dude is in the wheelchair and whatever. That's, like, you get the idea that this island, like, that the, where they are has a city around it. Like, Wait, to, are we talking about the same place? The Vale, sure right? The Vale, the vale is, the flow, is the one on top, like, on, the along eerie. the... The Vale is where um, she, uh, the Lannister daughter gets poisoned, right? No, that's Sunspear. That's Sunspear, yeah. Okay, well, Suns... Sunspear. That, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that place. The, the island. It's an island, right? They don't show, so you don't know. You get this, the idea again, that, that, that landscape. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. that that place <laughs> is more of a city than just one palace. Right. You know what I mean? 
right. you get the idea that there's like a lot there because there's like gardens and there's like yeah other shit that you see. I feel like High Garden should have been like care this the space of High Garden should have been characterized in a similar manner. Okay. And same with Castle Rock. Like I wanted, I was disappointed by the siege of Castle Rock. I sort of understand why they did it the way they did it. But like I sort of like to have like seen like the whole town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, especially with how much they talk about all these lands, you never get to go see them. Yeah. Um, and then when and, you do and so like as the show is going on, um, I kind of wondered what is the fucking point of being leader of all seven kingdoms when we don't even know, like, as an audience, what does it even mean? Like, what are you ruling? Like, does it just mean you get all the money? Well, like, I think that could people, be... Do, do the people on these like... other continents even care? Like, do they actually care? Or are they just being like, if we have one ruler, as long as we say we're, we're allies with them, we're not going to be attacked. Like, I think, wow. Like, is like, I don't I, know. That I see what you're saying. Like, so the show really relies on the capital as their overall opinion for the, how the rest of the world speaks. So like yeah. when Joffrey's getting mobbed because they're all hungry, I mean, they speak for the majority of the world in that context. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense because like that's an immediate city thing. Right, That right. doesn't mean that applies to the rest of the continent. So many times throughout the show, I was like, what is the point of being the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms when we don't even know what we're fucking ruling? Like, what Like, what does it even mean to be the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms? Because it mainly seems that the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms just rules over the fucking city. That's the which perspective is like, that you get from the show. Yeah, Absolutely. that's kind of like... I mean, and it seems like being ruler of the city is fucking ass, so, like, why would you <laughs> even want to be ruler of the city in the first place? Like... Like, even the fucking, the first king you see, he's just like, dude, like, I'm just here for the fucking party. Like, I'm just here to fucking drink. He was a drunk, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, like, whatever. Like, obviously, you can just be a king. and just... see, I, I liked him for the fact that he was, like, what a king actually would have been like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like... I did like, I, I liked him, too. Um, I, I personally did like him, too. But, um... You know what I mean, though? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why do so many people want to be ruler of the Seven Kingdoms when it seems like you just rule over the city and just get money? I, so, and that's about I mean, it. I think, like, congratulations. I think ruling the money, Seven Kingdoms like... is enough of a MacGuffin to, like, warrant the rest of the action of the show. I don't... I, okay. I didn't, like... The, the notion of why do the seven kingdoms have to be united to me is a bigger issue but like why you would want to do that why you would want to rule i mean i think they that's not really a point of contention for me okay why the seven kingdoms have to be united under one ruler is a bigger point of contention for me but you do make a good point that it would have been good they had the time i mean the, the show is long as fuck they had the time where they could have like showed um Cersei, uh, like, meeting with foreigners besides the Iron Bank. And besides Dorne. Yeah. Da Dawn is Dawn. Dawn is what I was talking about. Dorne, yeah. Okay. Uh, fucking meeting with foreigners and being like, oh, okay, well, like, ooh, it's looking like 
the uh, Seven Kingdoms are weak. Oh no, you say Ukraine weak? Ukraine not weak? I rule all the Seven Kingdoms. Don't invade. I had my like serious trying to like it would have been good if they like showed her meeting with foreigner foreign dignitaries and being like foreign dignitaries are like oh well what's you know the deal with the civil war going on up in this piece like Rob Stark is in the north like taking over and we're not sure if we want to trade with you anymore you know like the Iron Bank talks to her about that but it would have been better if like one of the guys that from the other side of the world that uh Daenerys is in yeah like oh, okay comes yeah. like they're trading like they have to have some sort of international trade i think what what you're getting at is that there was like no international existential threat to the seven kingdoms where it's like okay we have to put down rob's rebellion otherwise we are no we are a weaker nation for it and this other country could invade us or this other country is going to restrict trade and call us a failed state and put like sanctions on us because we are currently in a civil war and they don't want to trade with an unstable nation that's the that's the thing though that the other country is never their enemy the the other country is never the threat it's the long night that's the threat right but like what would have been interesting is if it would have been interesting if like the other countries like were adding to the tension of the already present tension domestically. You know it what I'm saying? Because that's what really other than it, the it, conflict it, between uh, the, the Viper and his the Martells and the Lannisters yeah, and the conflict. Yeah, but aren't, yeah, aren't the aren't the Martells so, like cons- technically like part of the Seven Kingdoms? No, Isn't Dorne? No, they're in Essos. They're in Essos. I always thought they were part I of the Seven Kingdoms. No, they, they are in Westeros. They are. In Dude, Westeros. I'm yeah. telling you, there's that was so the impression many... I always got that they were like a sub a sub territory. Yeah. So, like, that's still a domestic problem, then. Yeah, that is true, yeah. So, I, I would have, like, yeah, I would have liked some international problems. That would have been interesting. And it doesn't have to be for, like, a major plot. It just has to be, like, for, like, even, like, two episodes. Just like, a I'm little sure bit of can... salt in the wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. just to show that, okay, they're, like, here's the reason why, like, there needs to be a ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. Like, okay. Like, here's the reason why these these like all the seven kingdoms need to be prepared to ally up to bring together the forces there is none of that there is none of that like absolutely nothing and it just doesn't make any sense to me and and that's throughout the entire show that's like an actual like problem with just the structure um of like the entire like idea of like a ruler of the seven kingdoms um but that we could go on for a while. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, I think we set our piece and gave enough of a reason why we don't like, like yeah, why there's two. a problem with that. Do we want to cut the season two? Yes, let's cut the season two. Dude, I don't know other than like what needs to be said about season two other than it's one of the most boring seasons. The the end, like with the battle where Stannis attacks King's Landing, all right, fine, but that's the most climactic part of season two. I like it. It's 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 a lot of character development, uh, but it's very very slow moving compared to season one and season three. I uh, I barely remember season two because I watched exactly. one, two, yeah. three, and four like all in a row, like pretty much back to back. 
now that you're talking about the Stannis' battle, I really enjoyed the Blackwater battle. I thought that was, like, they really set up, like, the dragon's breath under the city well, like, set up and pay off. I thought that was a good, it was pretty fucking good. That'll be good uh, reference and... later on. That'll be yeah, good. Make yeah, sure you yeah. keep that in mind for what we reference later they, they, on. You know, they had all this, this napalm underneath the city. And uh, Tyrion, Tyrion finds out about it somehow yes. from the maester or whatever. And he's like, I bet I'm going to fucking use this napalm on Stannis. And I was like, genius move. I really like that Tyrion is the smart guy. Character development. Win yeah, smart guy winning over the strong guy. You yeah. know, uh, Odysseus, you know, classic. Uh, fucking, I really enjoyed Tyrion and Shay's romance as Dude, yeah. different as it was i enjoyed that it was like off the wall but it like still felt right for both for his well she's like a secondary character and he's the primary character but we like, learn a lot it's, about it, it worked for both of their characters i feel like Tyrion and specifically Tyrion's relationship with tywin is dead yeah we learn a lot about tywin yeah. as well and the, just the threat and the power that he is in in that I world thought, there's a lot of so, cringing in season two because joffrey's just really really horrible he's yeah um um i do want to talk about what uh Tyrion, the Tywin. Tywin. Also, his actor is actually fucking amazing. Like you, like his actor. Oh is yeah. Amazing. He's 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 definitely one of my favorite characters. Absolutely he, hard ass. Well, as soon as he's introduced, as soon as he's introduced in season two, right? He is introduced in season two. He's not in season one at all. N Correct. Yeah, he's season yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's he's the big bad. He... So you know the big bad as a fantasy trope. Yeah. yeah. He's the season one's big bad. And then, Even though he's not in season one at all. But then season two, he's not as bad as they made him out to be. Exactly. Which is, which just, is cool, though. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, but he is a threat, and that has a lot to do with his actor. Like, his act, like, the guy that plays Tywin, just, you can just feel his presence as soon oh, as he, like, is introduced. And it wasn't partake of the cinematography. Like, that Excellent is all casting. A, a, just phenomenal casting on his part. He is phenomenal, and I want to see him in more stuff. Like, mm -hmm. and I, I, he is such a good actor. I, whether he plays a good guy or a bad guy, whatever, I just want to see that guy in more stuff. He's so good. Um, and this is with no context at all. Like, this is with zero context. I was just watching the show. No one, anybody that talked about the show, like, um, before I watched it, never talked about Tywin. They never mentioned Tywin. Ever, which is I Pulling think a disservice. Out for yeah, yeah, I think that's a huge disservice. He is so amazing of a, of, of a character and that and an actor. So right. honestly, he, one of the best parts of yeah, the early seasons. The early seasons, so. I I enjoy pretty much every scene he's in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a scene without him that I didn't that with the, him. That even when play. he's beefing with Tyrion, who obviously we all love, but right. like. Even when he's beefing with Tyrion, he's still like a well fleshed out character, you know, yeah, well yeah. written. He's definitely a bad guy, but he is very, very level headed, and he's very, very methodical mm -hmm. about every decision that he makes. But he is so proud of his house, and that's that's like, we'll get into Jamie and his character flaws, but that's his character flaw is is his his pride for his house and who he is mm -hmm. and who his kids are, other than Tyrion. Um, Jamie obviously, but uh, Ty Tywin is a lot like Gus Fring in Breaking yes. Bad. 
Yes. And I think I love Tywin for the same reasons I love Gus Fring. Both villains, but I love them both because they're, like, neither one of them are, like, emotionally, have emotional motivations or, like, on a revenge quest or, like, a conquering quest. Well, Gus has a small revenge quest, but it's not his primary, it's not, like, his main character. Um, both of them are, like, their characters, yes, they're bad, but they're methodical. Like oh, you were absolutely. saying, like they're controlled. They're not like this. Like to look at them, they're not like this scary, like fucking like bre- breaking skulls. Like come in the room, like fucking shit up. You know, just like they're not King Kong. You know, <laughs> they're wild, smart. Animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're evil but smart, and that's the, what what I think I like about about that both of those characters. Um, <clears throat> Very, yeah, so easily the best, the best, like, one, probably the best part of season two is him. He's probably the best part of season two, hands down. And both, both Tywin and Gus Fring are not, like, pure evil. Like, Gus Fring is, like, a genuinely nice guy, treats his, like, the employees that are, like, the front for the the Poyos Hermanos employees, he treats them well, but he's still kind of a bad guy. He's a pretty fucking bad guy. And then, like, Tywin Lannister is, like, he knows Joffrey's got to go. He's right. trying to rein Joffrey in the whole time. He's, like, not, like, he's not, like, a sin. He's not, like, he doesn't, like, put salt in the wound kind of guy, really. He's, like, he's doing for himself. And his family. And his house. Yeah. And that generally has a bad impact for the most, for other people. Right. But he's not, like like tormenting people you know he's not joffrey yeah and he's not uh ramsey's so no ramsey yeah no absolutely not but yeah season two uh i mean slow but good slow but good and i i he definitely carries season two mm-hmm. uh because you just see so much from him. i don't know so i don't think we have to talk about season two that much um, season three one of our season one discussion was whole show discussion yeah uh so season three, uh, you can start Nate, with season three. So I loved what you said because we've obviously I see you guys every other day, if not every day. So uh, <laughs> Ethan and I got drinks the other night, and we, you were talking, Ethan, about how you, your favorite thing about Rob Stark is his wit in getting around Jamie and yeah. capturing Jamie. And Big I, I agree with you because he has a smaller army, and they 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 sh- they talk about how he has a smaller army. All the time. His strategic mind for... It's all about his strategy. Yeah. Because he doesn't even have his father's brute that... Not at all. He doesn't have that Stark's brute. And, like, here's... and he knows that. He knows that. And he... So he, it's all wit. Yeah. And he's 14 in the books. Really? He's 14. He's 16 when he dies. 14. <laughs> they changed him. So I believe it was uh, set 14, 15 years after... Yeah, it was set 15 years after um, Robert's Rebellion, and he takes the throne from the Targaryens. Um, the books were. And then the the season, the show picked up uh, where they were 17. They made Rob 17, and it was three years later mm-hmm. after the Rebellion. But, yeah, they're all child children in, in the shows. Daenerys is the same thing. She's like 14, 15. Um she more plays like a child when you first meet her, but but Rob never really does, and neither does John. But uh, 
no, that's definitely a great thing about season three. Um, season three really, really opens up um, with all the all the characters, but um, I mean. The Red Wedding, I mean, as long it, 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 being the classic episode that it is, it's like, I just remember watching that the first time and being so angry. Like, I turned to my brother and I was like, you just wasted, like, days of my life watching this show. Like, I will never watch another episode of this show. I hated that. I, I oh my god. So, because everyone you root for is dead. Literally yeah. everyone that you root for dies. Um... Thank God I didn't stop watching because season four is by far my favorite season. But, uh, yeah, that Red Wedding was hard to watch. Um, so, I – the Red Wedding to me was like a perfect way to transition actually who you're supposed to root for because um, it's a reminder that like you can't just be the good guy. Um, and to me – because, like, at this point of the show, I think, did you and I start watching it together? Uh, or no, was that... It was, like, off and on, dude. Yeah, so... Because you hadn't three, moved in yet. But we... But him and I have started talking about what is the, like... What is the overall theme of the show? Like, what... Ethan and I were, like, talking about that at the time. Like, what is supposed to be the the because like you can have like small themes and like small messages throughout but like for an overarching story you want a continual theme that like this is the point of the story and we weren't entire well you know we were discussing what is the point of the show like what is the main like big theme of the entire of the entire show you know we we weren't sure what it was at the Red Wedding and then into season four, um, in my opinion, it really was like, oh, here's when we see, boom, all the good guys are dead, so what do you do now? Well, what we see is like a few of the people who we were against, uh, Tyrion, well, Tyrion we were always rooting for, but you weren't really sure if he was going to be good or not, but... Tyrion, Jamie as the big one, um, as like these two characters really jump into these like positions of like, wait, is everything we're doing actually good or good or is what we're doing actually bad? And then they start to like go against that and start to, you know, fix their wrongdoings from seasons one through three and start becoming good guys of their own. Now, we can later on we'll talk about how they fuck that up and just changed Jesus. it. Even though, in my opinion, that might have been where George R. R. Martin might have been wanting to take the sh the the whole plot was like, oh yeah, the good guys end up fucking dying, and then you rely on the bad guys actually being like, oh fuck, like we're this is. Like, not, not a good thing. And I've been talking with my mic muted this entire time. <laughs> Fuck! Well, I mean, you're pretty fucking loud, so me and Nate's mics compensate yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Is mine um, on? Yeah, yours, yeah, yours is on. I, um, but yeah, it's really fresh. Like, I don't know. 
in my opinion, it seemed like the Red Wedding was supposed to be like, all the good guys are dead. What happens to the world now? And we start to see that in season four when and all this bad shit is happening. Oh, episode after episode after episode, just more and more bad shit is happening. And then we see the redemption season four of season uh, at the end of season four. We see the good, the, these, the bad characters or the characters that were just being suck, like being, um, subjugated, subjugated to the people above them, um, to just do whatever they're being told to do. Just be finally fed up with it and they're finally done and then they do the thing they do the job that the good guys were going to end up doing and then and then after that we would have seen what are they going to do after they killed the bad guys but they don't do that but it seemed like that's what they were going to do and it would have been in my i thought as an overarching show that would have been a great idea. Uh, but that's for later on. We'll talk about the overarching theme. Like, I, what they did with I the I liked the show. Red Wedding. I thought so, it was a really good scene. So did I. Like, so did I. I, was I like, thought Damn. it was so good. I loved when they stabbed her pregnant stomach 70,000 times. Oh, my I mean, God. It, the, the, it made me sick. It did? I, like, I was like, yeah, damn, dude. they really went there. Like, this is, like, I was like, okay, this is the, uh, so the twist graphic. and turns I was promised. I was like, I see what they're on about now. Like, everybody said you don't expect the deaths in this show. Loki saw Ned's coming. That I did not see coming. That Which, what? The Red Wedding. I didn't see oh, that coming at all. I didn't so see that, it coming either. That I that that was, like, one of the, the better moments. You didn't know about that beforehand? No. People said Red Wedding. Dude, I didn't even... The, all they said was Red Wedding, and and I was like, I, okay, uh, Red Wedding. Red Wedding I don't sounds know like a means. thing in Harry Potter. Okay. Like, I don't, like, yeah, it yeah, sounds it like a fun time, honestly. I, I mean, I like the color Ned's Red. Death, Everyone talks about Ned's death. No one talks really? about the Red Wedding. Yeah, yeah. So coming from an outside perspective, at least, when any, anyone talked about Game of Thrones, I knew about Ned Stark's death. And, but everyone say... everyone talks about Ned Stark's death because the actor always dies in his fucking, yeah. in his fucking movies. Yeah. So like, that's why Could everyone knows that he's going to die. For, uh, Sean Beam. Sean Beam. Sean Beam. Press <laughs> F. Did you – he, he said that. F. I think it, it was either after – Game of Thrones, or after another show or movie where he dies, um, he was like, "I'm done playing a fucking role where the point <laughs> of the character is to fucking die." Um, the point of the deaths are good, and he he's a phenomenal, and he's he, he dies phenomenal. He, he's such a good actor; <laughs> like he gives so much purpose to the character and like why we their death Sean has an Bean. impact. Um, First of all, like. Why would you give yourself like? It was you... a nice day for a red wedding. <laughs> Beautiful day for a red wedding. Anyways, Beautiful. No, people day. don't really tell you what happens in the red wedding. They're just like, oh, you, you, you don't expect the red wedding. Like it's the damn Spanish Inquisition or something. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I liked it. I, I did. I like liked it that too. Rob. I mean, you like it, yeah, but it's like. I liked that Rob got what was to coming watch. to him. Got what was coming to him because he was supposed to marry. 
that one chick. I will and say, he yeah. Broke his oath he broke his oath for which, love. Which is shown and, you know, in the first I can episode. Respect it. I which... can respect breaking the oath for love, but you got bigger fish to fry yeah. than love here. We got we got people to avenge and Lannisters to kill. As, and, as the you know, entire in the middle of a war, but you know, please, listen, choose your listen, wife you want. Listen, you can you can marry the <laughs> like, chick from like, the Riverlands. Kill, <laughs> kill the get get to get to King's Landing. Kill all of the Lannisters, and then you know you divorce can fuck whomever her, you want. Divorce you can her, fuck whomever you know, you want. Henry VIII style. Oh divorce her, and then marry you know the foreign doctor. You're listen, good to go. Listen. Like he, he should have made the tactical decision. <laughs> Listen, you're in a war. Bad, you got to make war decisions, and listen, he's like trying to be Mr. Pretty Boy and like, you know, have you, have a romance here. Like, yes. no, dude, like, focus. <laughs> you lost your focus, and you and died. You, pay, for it. you paid for it. Like, hey, well, he does get, kill Karstark. When he kills Karstark, he like, half fucks himself over because he loses half of his army overnight when he kills their leader because he disobeys him. So, and he disrespects the hell out of him. But. uh that was, that then, was he, then he decides he wants to go after Castle Rock, and that's when he decides to go to the Twins because he needs to fill yeah. his army up and then just never leaves, obviously, the Twins. Or, I mean... Um, the Riverlands? Yeah, yeah. It's actually the Twins, but yeah. What I liked about Rob Stark's uh, storyline is I really enjoyed the politics of the Rebellion. That's not... A type of story that is told often enough yeah it's and... much much better than the other military battles that we see in future seasons like in yes in six with the battle of the bastards where it's like overnight all right well we're you know outman three to one but let's go battle of the bastards is like super disappointing but yeah we'll, we'll yeah, get to yeah. that we'll get into that so um, season three pretty solid pretty, pretty decent overall solid respectable wait what uh, i would say season three was respectable yeah absolutely painful rob took his eyes off the prize <laughs> and it cost him his life um, secure the bag so God. well <laughs> if we're talking about like like rob stark and his decision making um the whole like so much of season one if there's two things you learn from season one and literally actually like um, Ned Stark talks about it in the first episode. Keep your oaths. Keep your and like he's like keep your oaths or you will die and you might have to die by an ally's hand. And that's him executing his a uh, a person that he knows Car in Stark. the very first episode. Oh okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the 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 rules of the show are explained in the very first episode. <laughs> And then Here are the if rules. We, and then if we know anything about uh what it means to win, fucking who's the first king? I... Robert? Yeah, Robert. Baratheon. Yes, Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. If we know anything about him, he's king and he fucks him ever he wants. So, bro, as soon as you win, you can you can fuck him every one, even if you have a wife. Listen, no one gives because he's the standard for a great king. No one gives a flying listen, fuck. Okay? Rob was like, trying to be like a, the good guy. He's, he, Rob's like, hey, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. But like, he could have just as easily divorced the 
divorce the chick from the Riverlands after they won. Like, if you really cared about love that much. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't make... Wasn't who he, he was. He got what was coming to him. That's all I can say. He had say. too much of his daddy in him. Dumbass. That, and that's why he died. Why and that's like why that? he died. So, ugh. No, he, he got, like, unfortunately, in terms of tactics, which a lot of the show is about, Listen, um, he deserved to die. Do you want to give so. the Lannisters what they got coming to him, or do you want to, like, you know, uh, be romantic and shit? Nah, One major... Nah, nah, nah. We gotta get this revenge. Major, major point that came out of season three <laughs> that I was literally jumping up and down from after this the episode ended. Um, Jamie losing his hand. Oh, oh yeah, is because that because three, yeah. you that is so good. That's, it, that's a great subversion of expectations. Yeah, actually. yeah, that it, is phenomenal. It's so important because he is. I mean, they go on and on and on in the books about how Jamie is easily the best fighter in the realm of that time. Mm. Um, and when he loses his hand, obviously that goes by the wayside, and. I asked you the other night, Ethan, when we were talking at dinner, I was like, uh, you know, how different the show would have been if Jamie didn't lose his hand. Um, because, I mean, you take away his weapon and, and he becomes – and his character completely changes after that. He becomes mm-hmm. – we'll talk about Jamie, but he, he's this asshole from the, from the very, very beginning um, – and then, you know, goes and threatens uh, Ned uh, when he's coming out of uh, the brothel after he's done talking with Littlefinger. And, uh, Which that's not even an entire threat, honestly. Uh, but mm. I would much rather talk about Jamie as, like, an overarching... Like, Do you want to get to season four real quick, Let's then? get to like, season finish four. finish this itinerary? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Season four. I'm in Best season. Best season. Period. Of co- oh, easily. Joffrey like, couldn't definitely. turn... He, I was waiting for him to turn, you know full black that kid couldn't die soon enough oh uh does he die at the end of season four no beginning uh episode four he turns purple then i think green and then dude i i don't i can't think of another movie or series where you just hate someone so 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 much um obviously he's the bad guy and you're supposed to hate him but uh just everything that he does. It's not just what he does to Sansa. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Yeah, his death was pretty, pretty, pretty satisfying. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, fucking. Well, yeah, a lot of good politics in season four. Uh, Tyrion in jail after he was just the hero of the city. I really liked the uh, that switcheroo Bryce on that. Trial. Like. That felt good, felt uh, felt right, well not right, but felt wrong, felt real wrong, but like it was like a good good plot device. Uh, uh, I like that Littlefinger and the Mar the yeah not the Martells yeah the Martells right the old lady they uh the old lady from High Garden no uh the roses. Um, I like that they're the ones that orchestrated Joffrey's death. Yes. Tyrell. So Tyrell. Tyrell's, yeah. Uh, old Lady Tyrell, one of my favorite characters. Oh, absolutely, dude. Oh, she's My amazing. grandma to a T. <laughs> uh, 
you know, she was pretty, pretty legit. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say? <laughs> I mean, Tyrion's trial is really good. What some of the best acting in the entire series? Pro, what? We got a random viewer again. Oh, good. Like somebody that has no context. He's just like jumping in. Dude, you stumbled onto a gold mine. Of <laughs> here. So stick around. You're gonna love it. Uh, we hardly ever post anything, but when it, when we do, well, you're gonna get. If gonna I get remember some, to post the episode, you're gonna get some really hot takes about some really lukewarm issues. <laughs> so uh, Tyrion's fucking trial and a lot of swearing. When Shay when Shay gets on trial, when she gets when she takes a stand. Dude, that was hard. That was hard to watch. Dude, I was, I that was hard. Honestly, I had a harder time. I had a hard time watching that than I did the Red Wedding. Honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. For, like I that agree. was just like, what the fuck? Like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. You are a fucking whore. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Uh, I was. Future would have had a lot of words to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> she belongs to the streets. Bro, it, it's confirmed when he's when he goes to kill. I mean, he's not going to kill his dad. He's going to escape. But he stumbles upon her in his bed, and it's like. What the fuck? Uh, I just wasn't And then he close. strangles her, and then <laughs> kills his dad on the toilet. Dude, I loved that. Yeah. It was great. When awesome. he strangles her, you feel that. It was really sad. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that was like, that's, that's why season four is like the best scene. It's because you have all those dramatic arcs like kind yeah. of coming to a close. So. And those dramatic, like, very, clim very um, juxtaposed dramatic scenes that yeah. are kind of like lacking in later seasons. Season 4 is actually book 3 and it, so that first half of season 4 is all book 3 and then the second half of season 4 is all book 4. Okay. So it's two books in one. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, before we continue to season 5 where, where does the book end? Like where do the books end? Which one? Like like literally, because he hasn't finished them yet. Oh, you're okay. So the ones that are written, you're saying? Yes. Um, like, where does it end compared to Dance of Dragons? Season? So it's apparently it's right because I'm not. This fully guy says up. season four. This no, guy literally no, says season. Not four. even close. Not even close. Sorry, bud. But you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> Sorry, viewer. Don't log off. <laughs> Don't log off. Don't bail. Don't bail. No, where does it end? No, where, he's uh, not gonna bail. He wants to stay for the tension. For John, the tension. <laughs> John dies at the end of Dance of Dragons. So the the last book oh, that he wrote. Okay. Yeah. The the. Uh, but that's the end of season five. Correct. Yeah. So that's still not even like. So season six is all original. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not original. George R. Well, R. Martin's still he still, there. yeah, he still like had influence in it. Yeah. But like, it's not like it was a fully written book. No, not at all. Because like, when did he finish? It is in his mind. I mean, he has it all planned out in his mind. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, in his yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. He, if he, so, if he had it all planned out, we would have had the, the next book out in the last ten years. <laughs> like, he does not have it planned out. So, okay, so. Dude, if you would read one of these books and you you saw the amount of detail that he puts into absolutely everything, I've read fantasies. The, the I've color read of all, the grass, dude. That's all fantasies. The smell of have the you, dirt. Have you not read Lord in of the Rings? In every place that they go. Have you not read Lord of the Rings, dude? Um, like Lord of the Rings is the exact same way. It's how you're supposed to write fantasy. What were we talking like about? Well, yeah, two books. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are short stories. <laughs> yes, many anyway. ones are, but. Like... Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Season four. No, he we were talking about where the books, the books end, and the fun begins. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. We lost Dude, our place. <laughs> Lucas had Star Wars planned out. <laughs> Dude, exactly, bro. Dude, I've got like I've got six seasons in a movie planned out in my head. If you got that, you're a G. If you got that reference, good for you. What did you say? Six seasons in a movie planned out, bro. You're not gonna get it. You I, the show. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Um, so. Like I said, it, oh. book one is verbatim yeah. to the 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 show. Um, book two follows pretty similarly as well. So does book three. Book four, a little difference differences. Um, in season three, Tywin never sees Arya. Although I love what they did within the show because those, those oh, are yeah. some of my favorite scenes. Him and Arya. Yeah, th th those were good. Yeah, at Heron Hall. Yeah. Um, I, I like Arya and friends. I like those little adventures. Yeah, her little, the little, her little uh, side quest. The, the little yeah. Skyrim side quest. Um, but season five is where it goes completely two different directions. Yeah, okay. From the books and the and the show. All right, since you're jumping in, uh, so this podcast that we do uh, is very. Uh, Disorganized. Very, very disorganized. We're doing it all um, for you, new viewers. <laughs> it's it's very disorganized. We are not professional by any means, and our setup is not very professional. No. Um, Three dudes. As you could on tell, as you could tell by me muting my mic, uh, it's and literally not, and not knowing it was muted. One so, o'clock in the morning, right? Now. Yeah. yeah. If so, it's uh, echoing, hey. if it's echoing, we we won't be able to fix it. Like, hey, fix we just, hey, like... Fix it in post. That's the... Fix uh, it in post. Oh. That's why we're in film school. Dude, thrash. Is this thrash? <laughs> this is, is this actually... Rugby no, boy dude, thrash, thrash doesn't... Hey, thrash hey, doesn't know his no. name is Thrash, man. No. Is this actually rugby boy thrash? No. There's hey, no fucking that's, uh, Anyway. Let's not reveal identities. Right? <laughs> the anyway, SEC is on... I mean, it's a screen um, name. The SEC is getting into the chat. <laughs> the FCC. Anyways, hey, so season four, we get on season four. Yeah. And move to season five. Let's, I, I don't yeah, think let's, there's a ton to be anyway, said for season well, four, other than Tyrion's great writing, and, the writing of Tyrion and in the, the acting in the trial and the and acting. Tyrion's oh, acting. great acting should have been underpinned by some goddamn cinematography. <laughs> but no, um, we had a videographer like a video. You shoot weddings on this? Like, is that what the fuck? All right, season five. Well, okay, but anyway, th this podcast is very loose based. Dude, if there I is bet. a technical issue, we unless if it's a like a muting like, issue, you, you we like won't that? be able to fix it. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Anyway, uh, dude, um, I bet they hired a wedding videographer to be the DP for the red please wedding. Please stop. It makes so much. Dude, the dots are connecting, bro. <laughs> Season five. All right, let's go. Divergent from the books. Here we go. Yes. Better than the divergent Very. movies, though. Uh, I liked John Cheyenne getting Woodley? killed. What? Shine Woodley, Divergent. Yeah. <laughs> dude, imagine writing. A imagine writing a young adult fantasy about a dystopian. Where oh yeah, I don't there's know, also dude. A, I watch a, it there's for also a three way romance, dude. Imagine imagine writing one of those cash money. Alright. Anyways. Uh is this when John gets killed? The climax is John dying. Yeah, the end of season five, yep. Uh is this when when the red woman commits war crimes? Every season? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Her burning the princess. Oh my god, oh, dude. Okay, daughter. I'm glad you got to this. Dude, she's a war criminal. Other than dude. the Red Wedding. She's a war criminal. That is the hardest thing to watch. When she's screaming like that, oh my god. 
I, I, people always say can we the talk rape, about the, uh, uh, Ramsey's rape of Sansa is the hardest thing to watch. No. You don't even no. see it, first nah, of all. you don't. I understand the concept. Like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up, obviously. But burning your own daughter and ha having us watch and listen to her screams. Well, yeah, if, if, if like people, boy, like, do people. I like the point that they were making about, like, religious fanaticism. How far you'll go. Yeah. Belief in belief. Like, what people would, I mean, I think they could have hit it a little bit harder. Like, with, like, showing the common people's lives. Like, the common soldier's life. But, like, when you're cold in the middle of the snow in the frozen tundra. And, like, what the primal part of you comes out and what are you willing to do to, like, satisfy those fucking animal survival instincts? Right. Well, are we going to burn our offspring? I don't know. Maybe we're going to, I guess, I guess this, I guess this so. witch says we got to commit a war crime to win, to, you know, get out of the snow. Okay. I guess that's what we're doing today. Fine. I, Big brain time. I fucking hated Stan. It's like flattest character. Yeah. Okay, dude. But, but he hated but his, that show. But his, his you can his, tell the Rick actor who played him. He's well, like he hated. Well, doing probably that. because his character is terrible. Yeah. I was gonna say, so and, his, can, and his death that, is terrible actually. too. Yeah, his they death don't even. Terrible he, too. They, they, I didn't dude, even know he died. They played so, Stannis so hardcore. I, so okay, Stannis got played. So when they he should have wrote him better. He was a terrible so character. I didn't think. I didn't think they actually killed him off. Even young so, boy, young boy, like younger Baratheon, the other king, Renly. Renly, he even got a cool death. Yeah, yeah. Stannis ain't got a cool death. So Stannis, <laughs> Stannis pisses me off, or his death Rip. pisses me off because like. I legitimately thought he was coming back because he's it's the only camera. he's the only like major character in the show that isn't shown him getting like brutally killed. Like every single character has a fucking brutal death. Like even one that's only in it for a couple episodes, they fucking get massacred. The one guy gets his fucking uh, head caved in and he's only in it for like three or four episodes. Like what the fuck? Like, like how on earth do you have a major character and his death is off screen? I was like, really disappointed. I, yeah. I no joke, I no joke thought he was going to come back in a later season. Like even what's his name comes back in in a later later Ew. season. Um, the Hound. The Hound. That was whack. They yeah. they suggest that he was an off screen death, and then he comes back for and and for no reason too. Okay, but like Stannis what the actual both fuck? situations though uh. we we have to bring up. Bran is involved, and I cannot stand Bran's character because. Strong she, female lead. No, oh, no, not at all. Not at all. She dies. Go through why she dies like in the books. I don't have a right after Brian. the red wedding. She dies in the books at the beginning of season four, the end of the third book. Brienne's character to me is disappointing because she's like too blinded by honor. None but of they don't, but they also kind of like develop her in a way like she wants to be a knight, but she can't. None of her shit with Jamie, Jamie happens other than when he gets his hand cut off, she's with him. Yeah, they're traveling together and, and they get both get captured. Absolutely. But none of the shit after that happens. They don't fuck. They never have a romantic relationship. Damn, Nothing. I was disappointed. I actually liked her banging Jamie. I thought yeah, that, no. was, that was, I was like, that's yeah, no. nice. Good. She finally, the scene in the bathtub happens. she got the boy. She, she well, got the crush. She all got the crush. Character That's development good. that you need to for for Jamie. I liked that she got with her crush at the end, but yeah, uh, no. 
No, she should have gotten with the. That's not real. Witch. Well, she I should have gotten get, with the northerner. She should have gotten with the fucking. Uh, dude, Torin. Nor she should have gotten too. with him. He deserved it. Red that man, yeah. dude, that yeah. guy is such a badass. Dude, he the fuck. He's a homie. Oh, we'll get into his character. We'll get in. We'll get into we'll get into his character. We'll get into his character later. But that guy is the legit <laughs> definition of of. Just like a true homie that just is like living life, that just is like, you know what, I'll help is you that, guys out that, because I like you. That's a crazy like, day of. He, I think, no, I, no. I think he might be. No comparison. I, he, I hey, don't know, dude. Crash, if that's you watching, don't the, get the, any He idea. claims that he does claim that. to be Thrash. Anyways, he does anyways, claim to be Thrash. I mean, anyways. <laughs> you know he's half watching hell. while he's playing Cop. So, so you, don't like, you don't like Brienne because she's not in the books, uh, she dies in the books. That's but, why you don't like her. Yeah, she, she does. No, none of her, none of her things. So, okay, okay, okay. But, but her as her. So, so let's take let's take the show as its own piece then, and her character Fine. in the show Since as her own. Neither piece. of you have read the books. What Fine. What do you think of her character in the show? If I knew if the books did not exist, fine, absolutely. It's it serves its purpose. It's it's there. Okay. I, I like her she's character overall. I, I, I honestly think right it would have been. I think she makes dumbass decisions. Yes. Yeah. But and doesn't die for it. I think. But I think what Brienne's arc right. is missing is like indirecting, and there's like a, a personal or a, a public moment, a a private moment, and a, a moment with another person. I think you never see her in private. You never see her by herself. You never see her like reflect on her actions. True. Or like There's contemplate no what she's gonna do next, and for as a character, for a character who had as much screen time as she had, I think it she we needed that moment of reflection. Her purpose is really to connect stories. She's always so she's going from, you know, you have Joffrey dying in season four, yeah. and then Sansa fleeing with Littlefinger, and she's Cersei's connection to Sansa, um, and it, she sends Jamie off to find Sansa, who in the books Jamie finds. Brienne, um, who finds Sansa. Uh, she is the creative character. She's the she one is. that links all the side quests together. She's <laughs> the creative character in she Skyrim. Is. Holy I... fuck! That's what? Of what? I think they could have had a more coherent character with her if they had like some moments of reflection where she's like, okay, is all this like shit that I'm doing basically for this abstract idea of honor and like fealty to a house like she does so much shit just because she swore loyalty to Catelyn Stark yeah and some of it doesn't make sense and then her battle with the hound doesn't make sense in the slightest what would have been good is if she had some moments of reflection where it's like okay I'm not a knight what am I is all this honor bound? I'm doing all this stuff about honor, but that's really a knight's game. Is honor? But that's her thing. That's her. But thing. I want to be a knight, and I feel like just a couple moments of reflection, even if there's no dialogue, the actor probably could have. She probably could have said it like through her her expression. I think that would have like tied the character and her arc together. Right. Whereas, without it, it does feel it's not bad, but it does feel like Brienne is just kind of like going wherever the wind takes her. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Like, this is the conflict that I have to deal with now because somebody higher than me said I have to go deal with it. It's it's her becoming a knight and, yeah. and that that she wants that title. And obviously, I mean, the end of middle of season eight, we see it and we see, you know, the culmination of that and how proud she is of it. But it's the, the title of knight and it's also her oath to Lady Stark. Captain. Yeah. Um, and that's who kills her in the books is, is Catelyn. She comes back. Uh. Yeah. She comes back and hangs her because, uh, so she's out, um, looking for Sansa and she finds, she runs into the brothers, brotherhood without banners and they take her back to their hut and, uh, Lady Catelyn's there that she's called Lady Stoneheart in the books because, uh, it's like her spirit and they're like hang her because she's serving Jamie. She's not, she, she's not looking for Sansa. Mm. She went back on her oath. Um, so, yeah. Um, but I liked her becoming a knight at the end. I thought that was good. Yeah. Yes. Um, Dude, right the song was pretty good. The music battle. throughout, I, I will say one of my favorite things about reading the books is the songs. I, I, I really look forward to and I really enjoy just, I mean, it's like, so each chapter in the book is entitled a different character. Rob. Catelyn, Tyrion, and you're you're viewing each chapter from their perspective and where they're at in the world mm-hmm. right now. So I would say every other chapter has a song in it, and it's just so cool and so interesting to hear some of these songs. And you hear the big ones in the shows, like Reigns of Castamere, and I mean, that's the Lannisters' like, theme song. Yeah. But... Uh, Bear and the Maiden Fair, that's also a great one. Uh, and I think the show really did that really did that justice in bringing that to life, the, the music aspect of it. Um, so we were talking about season five? Or yeah, let's season like, five. Yeah, season five. John dies, right? Um, go, okay, so we're go just going to gonna talk about the season finale. You see Dorne, right? Yeah, Dorne is good. Like, Dawn let's talk about on. how, like... It's D-O-R-N-E. How, did, how is they it They all are saying Dawn with a weird accent. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's Dawn. They, their country flag is like a sun or some shit. Yeah, it's a sun's flag. They're all very sunny color, like, sunny colored clothes. It looks like Spain. It's Dawn. Come on. You can't yeah. Dorn. Dorn. Um, anyway. Oh, you hit your head on a Dorn knob? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, dude, I tripped. Um, That's why I have this black eye. So, oh, um... Season five. Now, I just want to bring up how we've talked about so many characters throughout seasons one through five. Yeah. And uh, we have not brought up, like, probably the most, like, why does she exist? Complex? No. Okay. No. Why does she exist? Pointless. Okay. Pointless. Like, she, her character is so bad. Arya? This isn't, this isn't a diss to, to the actress at all, but fucking Daenerys is like yeah not a, like we've been talking about i just want to point out we've been talking about seasons one through five and we haven't brought up daenerys bro that's like all. the least one you could have picked out of all of she's not good she's not a good character i would this isn't a I, to the I actress. agree this isn't a diss to the actress the actress is is amazing but she has a point but i I'm, well okay she does have a point but 
her i don't know i her character obviously isn't a good character if we have forgotten to bring her up in the first five seasons of the well she's right, relatively right. small in the first five she is she yeah. is yes Let's but forget that. but it does it sh it does say a lot that we have forgotten to mention her once. well yeah it does it, uh, it should does. say a lot about her her character writing if we haven't if we haven't brought her up once just as like a point for my me like the character does have a point of being in the show but her character as a whole at least within seasons one even through five is kind of just like there what and I... we kind of waste so much time of the show I will like, say, dude, it's it's her. much more interesting. I would take her her side stories any day over Brands. God, that was so hard to watch him just floating from one area to the next in a chair with a guy. But who's his a are his his are shorter though. Like his are much. Yeah, much he's yeah. not in shorter. season four at all. Or... Like, the, like Bronze like stuff is like he his is short. Daenerys has a thing in almost every single episode. Right. And we haven't talked about her. Like, right. just yeah. to show you I mean, how dull her stuff is, we haven't talked about her. I, and she's in almost every single episode. So I, I like, felt like Daenerys, like, her problem was lack of nuance. <laughs> like, it was like every conflict, almost, not every, almost every conflict that her, her in her storyline is just like, okay... I'm an idealist. I have dragons. I'm going to strong arm my opponent. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to outthink them. I'm not going to like wheel and deal. I'm not going to like pull the strong man card. And not until they get to Tyrion comes and yeah, convinces not her they not get, to yeah, they get to the, the, kill everyone like her dad. Yeah, not till they get to the city with the sun. They take care of the city and it's the sons of the hoppy or whatever. The marine, yeah. Yeah, marine. And she sets up her base camp there for a while and has to actually sit down and rule. And that stuff I, 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 I thought was, you know, pretty good because we we're getting I, more back like to the politics. Too. But the beginning of her story, like Peyton saying, the first like three, four seasons is like first four seasons is just her strong arming people. And yes. It's just like, I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to compromise. When literally the whole rest of the show is people like making compromises. Yeah. Um, it's like, what, 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 oh, this doesn't seem. Like it fits mm -hmm. with everything else, and it just doesn't really. I don't know. There, there are good parts of her story. Her yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Her brother. I think, I think it's her brother is like the king of cringe. Yeah. Uh, I think it's worth noting that like mo. Oh fuck. I think it's worth noting that like most fantasy is based in like Norse mythology in a northern European environment. So it's and, nice to see a desert. Yeah, it's kudos, nice to see a desert. Kudos to Martin for making a Mediterranean climate at least part of his fantasy world and part of his fantasy narrative. And reasonable like how people would be living in those yeah. areas too. I will yeah, yeah. I'm a those huge fan good. of Greek mythology and like Wait. you know, history from around the world, like Mesopotamian history and shit like that. So like I, I did appreciate that, but the story that takes place within it eh. is a little underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, do we have to say all of her titles anytime she's on screen? Like, do we actually have to waste five minutes 
saying the all the breaker of chains, mother of dragons. Like, like, holy fuck, we get it. We don't need to say it every fucking time she's That's on good. screen. There's not a lot like, of conflict. Why do we do and, that? Oh, so and, much time wasted. And medias res. And media res. I guess I'm not a. I don't speak French. And media res. And media raw. Or whatever they say it. In the middle of things, damn it. <laughs> you don't need to start out with Daenerys holding court, announcing her title, talking to the damn peasants. You can just cut to <laughs> every peasant. The peasants, every single one. You can just cut to what the fucking peasant is saying. <laughs> and her response. And it's the audience so gets the bad. idea. They like... cut out a lot of time oh. doing that. Makes the it's a lot more coherent. The audience is gonna like love it a lot more. Uh, and media raw. It's so look annoying. it up. It's so fucking. Okay, so annoying. end of season six. Uh, well, that... season five. John. Oh wait, we're still in season five. John gets shaked well, a bunch. Of well, because we, <laughs> which we haven't talked about John either, which I think is actually another. Interesting well, this is take. the this is the beginning of him. This is like season yeah. five is well. Then we should talk about him. Yeah, yeah. So like season five is the beginning. Of him. He has a bunch of side quests as well. Um, John's an interesting character, but he's mainly he's honestly a side character until up, this part. until yeah. season five. And season five, he starts doing his own thing. Now he's not doing anything in the main continent. He's doing everything up north, but. It's a lot of interesting stuff. It really is a lot of interesting stuff with him, um, like, starting to ally with, trying to ally with the Northerners, um, meeting up with the pseudo-leader of the Northerners. You know, they don't have a leader, but they, like, kind of have, like, a leader. He's their leader, um, but he's... he's... He's not a king in the traditional sense. Yeah, yeah. He's Mance. sort of just like, hey, I'm going Mance. to... Yeah, Mance. Um, I'm going to, like, help you guys out in terms of war. Otherwise, I'm just going to let you guys do whatever the fuck you want. But I really guys... like their system of government. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yes. I thought you would. Libertarian. Primitivist. Primitivist. Okay, okay. Primitivist. Anyway, um, I like how, like, what John is doing, and John is doing a lot of good, um, and he doesn't know why. He's just doing it, and because he knows it's right, but he knows how to do it. He doesn't know why he's good at it. He doesn't want to be in the position that he's being put in, but he's good at it, so he just does it anyway, because um, he knows it's for the greater good, um, which I like a lot about John's character, because... A lot of John's character is, I don't want to do this, but everyone else wants me to do it. So, you know what? I will do it. But like, it's, it's not out of choice, basically, is correct. what I'm saying. A lot of John's character and what he does isn't by choice. It's sort of by – I don't want to say force. It's but he, thrown upon him. Yeah, it's thrown upon him, and he just accepts it. And I really do like that because um, he doesn't do it in a stupid way either because any time he's put into a situation, he hesitates, but then everyone else helps him along the way and he's like, fine, I'll do it. And he does it really well because he's being helped by multiple people. It's not just him. Um, 
it's, a true like a true per, a true leader because he's listening to everybody actually he's taking everybody's advice and just putting everybody's advice together so my favorite thing about him is as interesting as he is and you're absolutely right a lot of his responsibilities are thrust upon him and he just kind of goes with it um and accepts it but as good of a leader as he is he is the hero's brute strength he's the character he's the jamie for the bad guys he's he's the jamie for the good guys um like when he's coming down when the uh uh the wildlings attack uh castle black the first time and uh where his girlfriend dies yeah um gilly so he comes down he's on the top of the wall and then he's um coming down the uh shaft i guess uh <laughs> he comes off and dude it's like he has the gravity of like Yoda when he's stepping off that thing. Like it's like you don't fuck with this guy, <laughs> and uh, I I really appreciate that entertainment aspect of John because we see it then for the first time, but then throughout his character, throughout the remaining seasons of Game of Thrones, he's always that skilled fighter. Um. Yeah, and we they build upon him being a skilled fighter from the very beginning too. Yep. So it's not like he just is a skilled fighter out of nowhere. They For do sure. they do build upon how like he was sort of shunned by not shunned he he was shunned by some of the people in Winterfell because he was a bastard child. Right. Um. So like a lot of his free time he spent uh training with Rob and with, yeah, we see yes. it. Yeah, exactly. Theon. So uh, yeah, a lot of his free time he spends training so it makes perfect sense for him to be a um a well-groomed fighter yeah um i uh i mean not gonna lie gentlemen i I mean everybody likes rob or uh john John. he's like kind of the second half of the season he is the protagonist right uh I, i think i'm generally disappointed by him he's a bit underwhelming uh like because, like, he's good, you know, all the writing is fun, it's there. Uh, not as good as it could have been, though. I feel like we in needed a lot more, like, self-doubt in that character. I mean, he's, like, the bastard son of, like, the greatest, like, the most honorable man in the kingdom. Right. He's, like, the one thing that that guy supposedly did wrong. Right. And I don't feel like I got, he's, like, humble, sure. But I don't feel like I got the, the self-doubt coming through with the, the character and the writing uh, i don't feel that's like all I he got... has at first i know because like every single time anything's given upon him he always talks to sam and is like he's i it, always he's, asking he's, sam like i don't know i don't want to do this and it's, sam's it's always about... the one bringing him up yeah being like you need to do this dude like you're the only one that can do it and that's throughout i don't know that's just like how he gets into position like if it wasn't for sam like John wouldn't be becoming wouldn't, I like, guess, a leader. I guess I don't feel like John made enough mistakes. Maybe, like he, he makes, makes so ris- many mistakes. he makes risky decisions, but they usually pan out. Okay, like, okay, shit I doesn't can always see. go right for him. But the things that don't go right for him 
aren't things that he like made a choice and it went wrong. It's like I'm in a situation that's bad, not I caused this situation. The choice that he made me when he when he backs Daenerys and he refuses Cersei's thing of saying like, okay, well there will be no king in the north then, and you well, won't that's take later. Sides. That, 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 that's yeah, later that's, on. It's, that's it's later. later. Let's talk, that's just we're, we're pure bad writing. Up until season but, five, though, we're talking about. Season, okay, all right. Let's, let's talk I'm about talking mostly his five. character development well, up until then. Like all the stuff he girl, does. Because his girl dies based upon his decision making. Yeah. He loses his girl, which is huge, and but he I also can never kind of, get that back. I also kind of feel like that was... He dies because of his decision-making. I also kind of feel like that was... I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like that's... Well, him dying, him, so when John dies... Him dying is end, him getting betrayed. It's not because he made the all, wrong decision, It's, like you it's said, not the th wrong those decision, Those things are no. all things being thrust upon him. It's the unpopular Those are all, like, the only choice he really had. I never felt like John had, like, a clear, like, moment of choice between two things... And him leaving Castle Black in season one to go yeah. help Rob, but that, and then he decide, and then he's, you know, they convince him like, no, like you shouldn't, like you need to save, yeah, you know, and he does, and it works out though and it, for him. Okay, okay. Like well, he well, has, he ends that... up fighting the Night King and shit. That's like a kind of a bigger issue. But that's later that's also on. later. That's all, that's later <laughs> but like, on. I don't know. I don't feel like there was like a lot of like points where like. Like, in Breaking Bad, it's constantly characters making choice and the fallout of those choices. I feel like most of the stuff that John goes through is things that happen to him. They get overrun by the wildlings in the north. So, and then the older the older crow says, hey, kill me to prove yourself to them. He has to do that. He has to go along with the wildlings for a while, even though it sucks. He, like, he doesn't have to, like start the romance with the redheaded chick but like he he, like, he doesn't really like, it's not like why would you not it's you know he doesn't like ha i don't feel like there's a lot of times where it was like the two choices are evenly weighted and he still makes the wrong one and then there's fallout that he has to do you know what i mean he he's a very reactionary he re he, character he's a reactionary character a lot of things get okay. put on him i see what you're it's saying not that he's now. a bad character I, but i, I would have liked him to have to deal with the consequences of making I, I a specific choice that like didn't pan out at all and then pick up the pieces not i'm gonna like punish people and then they're gonna kill me because then it comes back to life yeah. you know what i mean yeah okay I mean, you, I, you and, and everybody loves him because he's I the guy that came back say. to life you could also look at him abiding by his oath and going back to the Night's Watch instead of going to help Rob as he lost his brother. But it was still reactionary. Like, I mean, so like, it was a choice I, he made to go back to Castle Black. Yes, it was a choice, but I get what he's saying. Whereas, like, everything he. Do we ever. A, a majority of what he does is based upon something happening and him reacting to it. Do Not we... like, hey, something's going to happen the majority so let is. me Absolutely. so let me make a choice and then what does that choice lead them to which is literally every other character in the show right which is like kind of the definition of a uh, drama versus that's literally the definition of drama versus melodrama yes so i get what ethan is saying whereas like a majority of what um john is is reaction based compared to everything else which is kind of weird because you know, you want to see the character make his own choice and have a consequence based upon that choice, whether it's a good good consequence or bad. But when you're reacting to something happening, you're kind of just you kind of can like you kind of can like um, 
assume what the consequence is going to be because you already know what the situation that he's reacting to is. Like, like yeah. John, like if John were to go after, like Rob dies, if John were to go out there, right? Like we know he's going to go to war, and we know we don't know exactly if he will become a good leader or not, but we know he'll go to war. Bam. We, but what if he stays at at at, at uh, Castle Black? Well, we know what's going to happen if he stays at Castle Black. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, oh, here's two decisions. We don't know what's going to happen because right. the thing hasn't happened yet. That's what Ethan is talking about. There's a, a literary term. De- there's a definition of a literary term: drama versus melodrama. Drama is melodrama is things are happening to the character drama is character create like the plot is things the character chooses you know what i mean mm-hmm. melodrama is things happen to the character drama is the character happens to things right so like star wars is technically at, a melodrama we're at an hour 50 minutes so we should hurry the fuck up yes um so John dies. Tyrion is drama. John is melodrama. Right. Yeah. Um. So John dies at the end of season five. Um. Season six, I thought I I was kind of disappointed that they brought him back. In I knew he got brought brought back to life. Um. I, God, I, I kind of wish they brought him back later to try and like, you know, like. Oh, like he's literally dead. They bring him back in the first episode of season six. I kind of wish they would have like waited probably two episodes to make it seem like he's literally dead. Um, in my opinion, if they really wanted to sell off that he was actually killed, but they didn't. So like, eh, I found that a little bit like, I I felt like they could have done that a bit better. Not that it's like the worst thing ever. I just felt like it could, it might have been a better feeling to like, holy fuck, he's actually like alive. Like if you would have come back in like episode three or something, you know what I mean? Like, you get that like maybe actual, like, he is. I feel like that's. Dead. I don't know. But, I also feel like from a showrunner perspective, like the the audience has been waiting a year to see if John is is alive or not. <laughs> let's like let's let him. Let's 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 throw him a bone. I you guess I okay. Mean? I guess that's true. I'm coming at it from perspective of like, it's um we're watching. We don't have to wait. We just immediately yeah. can jump into it. So, um, I guess. Oh well, I guess we have some. We do have a perspective though. We do have an exact perspective on it. What did you think? Of what? What I just said. It coming from somebody that probably watched season five and six as they were airing right yeah so like what did you think did you legitimately think he was dead yeah oh absolutely yeah no so uh ollie goes in and he's all frantic and he and he tells the lord commander hey we found your uncle he's here yada 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 i looked at my brother i was watching with my brother i was like he's gonna die he's gonna die Mm. they take him out and he sees the traitor thing and they just start stabbing him so while I expected it, it was very, very heavy. I mean, obviously, we've gone through everyone that we've rooted for dying in the past. This was definitely a huge, huge, huge blow. But you have that some semblance of, there's no one else. He's got to come back. 
Um, I don't. I don't. I mean, whether it's season, episode one of the next season or episode three, I don't know. It wouldn't have mattered. It, it yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay. All right. Um, then never mind. I, I, then never mind. So. <laughs> but I will say I was extremely disappointed. The Battle of the Bastards is definitely. Um, I like things about it, but it there's definitely. It's kind of ruined in a way for me because the entire time I'm watching it, literally the first time that I'm watching it, I'm saying to myself, there is absolutely no way that he dies. Zero chance he dies here. Who, John? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's like, yeah, they, if that he was going to die, he, he was going to die at hard home. Yes. And this this is just not the way he goes. Um, even when um, the scariest part of the fight when he's – which I really like that perspective of, of him being bar- medieval like, fights stomp. and just the, the bodies just being piled on each other and he just can't breathe. Um, I really like that perspective, but it's like, I mean, if you think – I think that he's going to die here. It's it's not going to happen. Uh, I thought they played his... I thought the start of the battle was kind of like... I don't know. With Rickon as the bait? Yeah, uh, yeah. so not with... like I understand the bait. Um, I don't understand why John doesn't listen to his sister. Like He obviously knows that like something's gonna happen yeah so he's like gonna try and piss him off somewhere yeah and it, it just is like i i thought this is where to me the writing started to go downhill because it's just like john does take advice john takes advice and takes it well him to like take advice from his sister and then like oh yeah he's gonna bait you and try to do something extremely fucked up to you to get you to fight him Oh, okay. There's the there's literally everything that he that she explained to you. Oh, we're still gonna run in blind. I I agree. Like, come on. Like, John isn't that stupid. Like, that's good advice. I agree with you, but that's like John isn't that stupid. Like, come on. But not saying he wouldn't run after his brother. That's his brother that he's shooting. Yeah, not. I'm not saying that he wouldn't run after his brother and try and save him. That's fine. It's him going to it like, oh, hey, now we're going to start the battle because he killed my brother. No, if your brother dies, like, John's smart enough to, like, take the body back and let's bury him. Like, you know, and not start the battle yet because I know I'm out. Hold off on the battle because we got to bury my brother real quick. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, he would fall back and and change his tactics. He would fall back and change his tactics. That's what I'm saying. Based on him knowing his brother? Because he knows he's outnumbered. He's not going to do it. The whole point of them meeting up was for him to get his brother. That was the whole point. And then for his brother to die, he wouldn't go out there and attack immediately. He knows he's outnumbered. John isn't this stupid. John isn't that stupid. Here's, I think, what the problem in in the battle. They, you've got John, who's been set up as, like, supposed to be, like, a smarter character, right? He is good tactician. He's been in a number of battles already. And you've got Sir Davos, who, you know, is more of a logistics guy, but, you know, he's been in a lot of battles already, too, right? And... One battle. 
No, he's been in a few. No, he was in the uh, Battle of Backwater. That was his first one. Is that the only battle? Well, yeah, in? but anyways, that's okay. Well, neither here. Nor there. Point. And he's got all the fucking wildlings who have fought, and they like go through like a lot of detail in previous battles to show you like what the strategy is. They don't show you a strategy for before Battle of the Bastards. There was like no strategy there. It's just like, all right, we're going to line up on this side and wait for the other guys to line up on that side. Yeah, and then there we're going to run at each other. But no, 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 it's always been set up as a battle. They always knew they were going to have to fight. And there was what no would tactical. Have, okay, yeah, what would have been yeah. like, okay, sure, you're talking about like Sansa saying, like, yeah, Ramsey's is going to try and like play you somehow. Yeah, yeah, she's right. What would have been better storytelling is if. John has this like elaborate plan of how he's gonna get Ramses, and it's like okay, because like we're outnumbered, we have to we have to like plan, we have to we have to get creative here, and then Ramses pulls out his like his wild card. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna let Bran run and take pot shots at him, and that <laughs> fucks up John's plan. It completely fucks up John's plan, and now they're just in this fucking. Now they're just in this this clusterfuck that ends up being Battle of the Bastards. It still goes the same way. It still plays out the same way, but you set it up where John had this like perfect plan of like, okay, we're going to trap Ramsey's here. And Sansa, Sansa's part of the planning stage too, because that's like a good character moment for the two of them. It's a good character moment for her, and it's like good for the relationship and the, yeah. the, the works. But without that setup, the payoff, the like Ramsey's trick just kind of feels like, it's just like, fucking like fluff it's like why am i watching this yes yeah yeah, yeah. okay that yeah i agree yeah that's my take on it yeah i would agree with that basically i think we all can agree battle of the bastards could have been a lot better but i do like alliteration mm -hmm. um but battle of the ba uh battle of the bastards could have been a lot better though yeah like it really could have um it was solid it was, you know solid much better than the long night uh, but <laughs> much better than the long night, but we'll get that. We'll get that. We'll get to that later. Um, so season six, uh, what else about season six should we talk about? Um, season yeah. seven, season seven spoils of war. Jamie. Okay. Okay. I guess we should have brought this up. So season seven and eight, we all know, especially season eight. We all know that those seasons are down. Season 8, we don't want to talk about too much because everything that we have to say, everyone already has said. It would be a waste of time even talking about it. Because, right. like, everybody, it is universally accepted that it's aw awful. Horrible. It's, it is fucking horrible. Um, so we won't, we'll, we'll, we won't talk about Season 8 that much because it's just bad. So Season 7, really quick. Let's go. Uh, spoils of War, Jamie riding the horse towards to try and kill Daenerys in the open field and Tyrion's like, you fucking idiot. So I did originally think that was stupid, but then Ethan got a, got, uh, brought up a big point. Jamie doesn't actually, Jamie doesn't entirely care about his own life. No. He would definitely do that to end the war. I, you kill that dragon, you're fucking set. You kill the dragon or Daenerys. You kill one of them, you're golden. Like, you, any, you are golden. Any good leader would have done the same thing. Yes, so originally I thought it was stupid, you, but you know, it's like Eminem is right. said, you got one I shot. Was, yeah. Um, I, it, it was a smart decision to do that, because if he does kill Daenerys there, 
it's over. Like that, yeah. that's it. Like you win. Like it's it's completely done. If you die in the process, so fucking be it. You you just fucking you just fucking won. So and he doesn't care about his life. So yeah, it's just it, Braun's relationship with Jamie really. I mean, we saw it in season five, but uh, that whole episode. But let's let's talk about the individual characters. So Jamie, um, arguably one of the most complex characters in in the entire series. So we could have been the character. Well, we we see oh. him. We see him as this bad guy from the beginning and and we see those negative traits um but his character flaw so after season one it's particularly season three is where we see the bathtub scene with uh brianne and that's where we see jamie always has to be a tub scene well oh my god jamie had this side of him in the witcher where we see flashes of what could have been him and and the real side of yeah. Jamie as an independent person who he is. Yes. And it's great because he talks about like not like it's a why lot of good. he killed why he killed the mad king. Yeah. He talks about why he killed the mad king and it also we... spares lady Tyrell the you know he shows her mercy instead of killing her, you know, by the sword in the end he decides to poison her. Yeah. Um but that's after they've already like ruined correct but what i'm what i'm Um, saying is throughout the seasons you see his who he is as an independent person his true color yes but his character flaw and this is where i argue with my brother because he's my brother's favorite character is i don't know how but is like he's really not that great person because his character flaw, his Achilles heel, is his love for his sister. And the fact that he does absolutely ev- every decision that he makes is to get back with his sister. Yes. So, and to make her happy. And so like, I can buy that. Lady Tyrell says it. Yeah. She's going to be the death of you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she brings so, out the worst in you. Yes. So I can buy that. I, could, I, I did buy it. I did buy it up until – when Circe and I was talking to you about this the other day, I'm gonna repeat myself because we're talking on the podcast. Yeah. Um, up until Circe blows up the fucking church right. and kills hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the process but of that, because, like, because Jamie killed the Mad King to not only save the people of King's Landing. But the he lost everything. He lost, but it doesn't matter though. Who he loves. It, it, it doesn't matter though because it no, it doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter because he lost his name. He dishonored his family, which he cares more about his father's name. He cares more about his family's name and father's name. He talks about that. He talks about Jamie? how he, Yes, he Not talks about. No, he doesn't. No, yes, he does. No, he he talks. Yes. That's why he turns out the way he does. Because of so, his love for Cersei. I can understand that. He but doesn't care about anything else. He he does though. Like he does. There wouldn't be a point of showing it if he didn't. So, um, but no, like he disgraced his father's name, which to save the to save like King's Landing because like because that's what he 
because that's what he cares about. He does care about that stuff. And, and to me, as like, you know, to me, what's the point of showing all of this like purpose and showing that, oh yeah, he will go back to Cersei from seasons one through five and then her blow up the king and then him just not even recognize that she blew up the king. Like, mean, blew the up church. There's the no church. conversation. Yeah. Of, like, there's yeah. nothing. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing. Like, if you want me to buy that he will stay with Cersei over anything, there would be, a, there would still be a conversation for it. Right. There isn't, though. Like, there yeah. isn't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, th there is no closure. There is no closure. I do not buy it. I do not buy that he does only care about Cersei. Because if he did, he would still bring that up, and there would have been a conversation. There definitely I, should have been a scene. I like, do not you just fucking killed buy thousands it. of people. Yes, like, what the fuck? I do not fucking buy that that he that his love for Cersei is greater than everything else. I do not buy it. I do not buy it. I, 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 especially with how much, like, he literally disgraced his own father, which he talks about his love for his father with Tyrion. Like, he does, absolutely. Like, count, like, not countless times, but a number of times with Tyrion and other people. Like, he talks about it. His father taught him how to fucking read, even though he has fucking, um, dyslexia. Right. Like, he... He talks about it, and he and he talks about how happy it made him, like, and how good of a person that it made him. And then, like, for him to disgrace his father by killing the Mad King, like, he didn't disgrace his father by killing the Mad King. He he disgraced the name of a Lannister. The Lannisters the are looked King at. Literally told Jamie to kill his father. His father was coming to kill. His father was coming to attack the capital with all the Lannister army. And he's like, you need to go out there and kill your father. No, it was Rob. It was no. It was it was Robert Baratheon and 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 and, and that Stark. No, no, no. It was the Lannisters at the I mean, Lannisters at the Capitol. No, it was all of them. Yeah, it was. It was I know it was the Lannisters oh, okay, okay, at okay. the Capitol, at King's Landing, and he's like, go out there and kill your. I mean, father. either he's way, like, he's still. Either way, he's still yeah, seen true. as the yeah. Kingslayer. Either way, he's still seen as a Kingslayer. Yes, and because he told him to kill his dad. Well, either way, he's still seen as a Kingslayer and the so, Oathbreaker and I a bad human being and somebody that you can't trust. And hence, you can't trust the Lannister, um, which is talked about the entire sh in, throughout the entire show. He did disgrace his father's name. He Not did disgrace in that Lannister. act, but he did in other ways. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Either point being, though, I do not buy that his love for Cersei is greater than everything else because he does choose to save I think people. I think what what my issue is is I kind of think what you guys are trying to hit at, or like the larger like the the, the issue in the framework of the way the story is laid out, right? They um, there's a la there's a distinct narrative symmetry between what the Mad King was going to do to King's Landing and Cersei during the siege, and what Cersei does to the Church. Yeah, and we've all picked up on it the characters in the show should have picked up on it as well and somebody probably Brienne or Bronn or Tyrion somebody should have pointed that out to Jamie there should have been a conversation between yes. somebody and Jamie and if that isn't his come to god moment then that changes our theme mm -hmm. you know 
if if that's his come to God moment and he's like, oh shit, okay, I need to like, I she I can't love this person anymore because she's literally become what I what I killed. Or 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 if he, he goes stays, back if to he Susie. stays with her, which he does. That's a different story then. And the story then is about what the cycle of abuse is. We do see because, in like, multiple she, different she ways. She abuses him in multiple ways. Oh, oh yes. my like, god, she's, yes. She's got his, like, we, we she's got, like, his mind oh, my like, god. so yeah. wrapped around. Yes. But I don't think... And you see that, but I don't think they really finished the, that part of the story. Right. That part of the story doesn't feel like it's completely fleshed out. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... If he doesn't break away from it, if he's still her puppet by the end, mm-hmm. they didn't really tell it as well as they should have. I don't think they like there should have I don't have think been they him. sold that well. Yes. I think it needed to be less of like I love Cersei or like I have to be with her or like I'm not, I maybe maybe I'm not making any more maybe I'm still not making sense, but I think him going back to her even after she blows up the church it and doesn't matter what their youngest kid yeah. kills himself. Exactly. And I think we at that point are now talking about an abuse story. Oh, absolutely. What's wrong with Jamie's head. But they don't talk. And about I it. feel like that needed to be doubled down on mm-hmm. in the story. And it would have been like, a great theme. And I it would have been great. We needed to see more of Jamie like genuinely being afraid of her, which we do see. We do see it, but I think we need to see it more. And like him... Uh, Dude, remember when Jamie know. leaves He's... King's Landing and yeah. it's season eight or end of season seven, and she threatens to kill him right there in the in yeah the, uh, yeah on the map thing, it's, and he's yeah. like, "You won't do it." Yeah, yeah. It's like it's hor- like what she does to him is like horrible. I think he maybe needed to be by the end of it. He should have been more submissive maybe to like really show what all she had done to him if that makes sense like or, basically all the conversations it just with... doesn't all fit it's like they yeah. were trying to have him have a character arc and a redemption arc but also trying to show how much he's she independent had. and he has this but like his, his he's himself. not independent by the end right 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 it's like they but were what trying I'm to have saying it both is ways they, they try and show either. that yeah. through Oh, we're gonna! I'm gonna kill the king because it's the right thing to do. We're showing several different paths of this is who Jamie is, and this is who he would be if he if his sister didn't exist and he didn't fall in love with his sister, right, and right. his sister didn't control every aspect of his being. I think Jamie's the most like like had the potential to actually be. I can I I can understand why people. Like, he could have been the best character in the show. He could have been the the true redemption arc character, or the true like fall, like the true fall character. True can't be redeemed. Yeah, the truly can't be redeemed character. He he could have been like a really in a really well done way, but they never, but they never get they it he never gets to that point, and it's because of the writing. It's because of the writing. Like I think by the end of it instead of him just trying to save Cersei at the end, we needed to see him go maybe full-on balls to the walls, like killing innocent people yes. for Cersei. 
by the end yes. to show that, that he, he had completely I, gone the other way. Yes. I yeah, think that, I, I, I think agree. I think that, that. Would have, is what I because would have sold it for me. No joke. In the middle you know of I mean? in season it, eight, not only do we see him leave Cersei to go save people, we also see him go back and then die with Cersei. Even though it's like, it, it, which is just so counterintuitive because he just is like, he just ends up being able to get the best of both worlds every time. Like, I don't, like what the, the heck? The part doesn't he's, bother me. He's not getting I don't know. The counterintuitive <sighs> part doesn't bother me. Him going back to her doesn't bother me. Oh, what yeah. What I needed to know is that, like, he's going back to her and is... That's it. That's the last time. He's always going to be with her now and he's a much worse person for it. You know what I mean? Right. Not like... Because, like... I needed to know that he relapsed and this is he's never getting clean again. That's what I needed to see from Yes, that, from yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it happens too late as the world is falling apart uh, for us to get that story. Yes. It should have been that he was with her for a lot longer and then they die. Yeah. Not just he finds her when they're about to die. I do also, her I death do is like super unsatisfying. Yeah, yeah. But but that's yeah. but that but that's in part with the season eight all yeah. being bad. This is all stuff that everyone agrees with and everyone has talked about. The building coming down on her is way too quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and it also should have been Tyrion. Anyway, this is all stuff that like everyone has talked about, so we don't need to repeat everything else. Let's talk about the other stuff. But yes, I I, I do like the idea of like Jamie being like oh yeah like i'm gonna kill innocence for cersei like that like just just civilians like i'm gonna kill civilians and innocence for cersei he does to truly show that he's like okay yeah you are like unredeemable now. he kills his cousin when he's in captivity to get back to her but that's I at mean, the be- that's at the beginning of his arc and I mean, that's not only to, to get back him, to like, that's back. not only that's not only to get back to her it's also to be to not be a captive to not just her but her but their dad and to go back to being like a general because he was that was mid-war and he was a major general to the tech to to the war like it wasn't like yes he talks about how it was for cersei and it was but like there's a lot other aspects going on like but him to him huh not to him that's the whole point Yes, there are. But yes, there I just are. Don't... He could be used as a general. He could be his father sees him in many, many different ways. As many, I think different I just don't assets. Point. He doesn't. You're missing the point. Yeah, Him killing his cousin at the, is at the beginning of his character arc. Yeah. That one is when he's still I'm, a bad I, I person. agree with you. He could have killed other civilians. So, I just, I do think I, him dying with Cersei is the only way he should have died. I'm oh saying, well. I'm saying okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine. What yeah. I'm saying is at the end. We needed to know that he was just as bad of a person as he was at the beginning. Like, yes. you, he yeah, becomes yeah, yeah. a better person, but then he, like, only comes down a little bit. We need to see him come the whole way down. Like, back and, like, down to like, that point of, like, killing, like, a cousin. another kid out of another tower. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Pushing another kid out of deep, another tower. That's how deep in <laughs> Shia had... Hit, like part of this. how deep in like they were together you know what I mean despite all the good things he went through he was still they that's how deep it was can we talk about like actual true irony though how like seriously how he like pushed uh Braun out of the tower and then his son died by falling oh, out dude, of the tower. I didn't even think about that can, can we talk about like, like a true irony I like that. his son 
Jamie's? The youngest one, yeah. The king. That's still his oh, son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, he, how yeah, he, he dies. Suicide, yeah, him, yeah, and it, by jumping out of a tower. Right. Can we talk about, like, actual, like, like that was, like... I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. I thought that was, like, really good, like, writing. Actually, I mean, how, I like, like the scene how it's just, like, he sets the crown down. It's just one shot. Uh, that's he, walks away, that, that's he walks away, pauses. He walks away, pauses, and then there's yeah. nothing, and then he comes back and just <laughs> <laughs> with with the with the church burning in the background. Like that 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 was actually yeah that that was really well done. Um, yeah, no. Um, any uh, another really complex character, not as complex I would say as uh, Jamie, but Theon. Are you guys team Theon, Theon at the end? Theon, so Does I'm he not. Himself? So I thought that was actually the best part of season eight, and actually like a good part of the entire show. Actually, was his death, except for the fact that he ran charging. That, like, I felt like obviously you're gonna get fucking like instantly death if you go charging after the Night King. That's just choreography, though, not uh, writing. Um, but no, him, him talking, like him defending Braun and Braun telling him you are a good man. I thought was actually like, oh, what? Like that is so good. That that was good writing, and that was the perfect person to for him to talk to for his like. For his like la for his end for his end Brand. like was to Braun because like Braun was the true person that he betrayed and for Braun to forgive him is like actually like really like okay yeah like Theon is ready to go like I I I thought that was I, I like that a lot too I just wish it had been like like all the people were closing in on him. Because it doesn't actually feel like he like saved Bran. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it, he... it would have been more cathartic if it was like a direct one-to-one -one correlation. Yeah, he where... definitely didn't save him. He's just, it's just he a just symbol runs. Symbolic. I'm giving he... up my life for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that, which is what I meant. Like that's more choreography, though. Like I mean, they write the core. They're, I mean, that's I don't know. okay. Yeah, they write what happens in the action slug, but yeah, I mean that could have been better it was good but could have been executed a lot better yes yeah, yeah. like if the night king would have start like if the night king were to come at him the entire time and he was just like fighting him off rather than him rather than theon attacking the night king like him defending or would have been better rather than attacking we set this yeah. like set it up in some way where bran is like making his escape and theon's like holding him off I don't, something to that effect. Yeah, something other than what happened. Um. Oh, uh, do we talk about the long night really quick or now? <laughs> it was terrible. It was dark. To, it was too hard to see. But not even too hard to see. Like, why are they outside of the wall in the first place? The tactics, like, uh, the, the tactics like, in the long night are. There's a lot about the Long Night that is like akin to Battle of the Bastards. It's just like the lack of tactics. You yeah. have a great castle for holding off sieges. Castles are literally made to hold off sieges, and you don't 
do that. I mean, they did make the pit of fire. And but like, why are they why in front there, of the pit Why are they in, the in front of the place? pit of fire? Why is there only one pit of fire? <laughs> yeah. Like, why There not, would be multiple why pits not of fire. Draw, <laughs> why not draw... Yeah, Around the whole been, perimeter of it. Why not yeah. draw but, but multiple, the White Walkers? Like, multiple oh, I gotcha. Okay. Like, la like, like, not just one layer, it would be Rain, multiple. Yeah. Why not draw multiple the White rings, Walkers yeah. into a pit then light it on fire. Yeah. And that way they can't just all lay down on it and put it out. Why not? They're, you're surrounded by woods. The woods look like they're made out of pine. Pine is highly flammable. Oh they, they've got a damn dragon. They got two fucking Burn dragons. the trees Jeez, while they're like a forest burn fire. the pine. I, yeah. Forest fire. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you yeah. have a fucking dragon that can blow up walls. Like, pine why don't resin. you? Pine <laughs> resin is a big deal. Walls. Pine resin that's hard. Right Ethan, alright. Like, you, you, the, the lack of, resin. the lack of, like, logical thought put, put into that battle. Also, when that scene, I've said it to you guys already, but I'm gonna say it for the record. It, when John, that bit where John is, like, bumbling around in the castle, everything's going to shit all around him. And he's, like, the he's looking, he's looking at people, and then they cut to, like, what each one of the Avengers is doing as they're getting over The it should have been one take. It should have been a long take. It should have been all one it take. Been it would have been shot. so sick. Steadicam it technology been so is very impressive sick. these days. Oh. Steadicam operators, you know, they're an important part of the industry. You know, it would have been so it, it sick. It would have been a great choreography moment. It would have been a real good way for the director to like flex his muscles, and like watching John walk through the actual set of. Uh, the castle, Winterhold, would have been great. And you're choreographing like 10 different characters getting overrun by zombies at once, and he's just overwhelmed. The cut gives the audience's mind to break. When you have it one continuous camera move, that's one stream of conscience, that's one reality, that is how you overwhelm the audience. That's how you make the audience feel just as overwhelmed as John is in that moment. Watch Birdman. Like fucking that movie's overwhelming as fuck. Michael Keaton just like shit's going down left and right the whole movie, and it's just a one. It's a drumbeat the whole time. That you could have done. That's how you get the overwhelming nature of the yes. scene. And it's just but, a, a a huge missed opportunity. You had the budget. You could have done it. Yeah, but, but not, not only that, that though. Can we, uh, tactics aside, okay, and that aside, can we talk about how like. They show off that the the glass kills the zombies in literally one hit. Yet everybody, yet yet they're fucking getting destroyed by the zombies. Like what? You're telling me you can't slash the like like they show off Arya literally killing off like twenty zombies by just literally slicing them once. You're telling me everyone else isn't going to be able to get one slash into these zombies? The, 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 magi the magic the, system was not very well defined. It, it makes how these no sense. Worked. The fight would have been way more, like, evenly sided if the zombies only took one hit to die. Like, it, not even one hit, it's just, like, one slice. Like, you don't even, like, it, it may, like, how Arya kills them makes it seem like that they can just get fucking sliced in the arm once with the with the with the glass and then just die. What was the whole point of getting everyone glass with the the dragon glass if it wasn't gonna fucking do anything? Like, what's the whole like? What was the whole point of that? And that that's just bad. Also, like they put a lot of dragon glass on the battlements and on the damn like pikes sticking out of the ground. 
which it makes sense why they did that, but like, don't do that until ev after everyone already has weapons made out of it. The reason so, why like, there should have been no reason anybody was using a regular steel sword. Yeah. Um, the reason why I want to talk about the long night is because I've had have people tell me that a long night is a better is better than a battle at Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, oh no, 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 I'm not like memeing you. I've legitimately had people tell me that. If and anyone, it's like, that would be me, and I and I know it's not. Yeah, like, like I've legitimately had people tell me this and i'm just like okay I, this is before i had watched it and i'm like okay after i've watched it i'm like these people are fucking idiots like hey, there's no fucking way you've actually watched there, there's no fucking way you've watched lord of the rings and tell and tell me that battle helms deep is is not as good as a long night there's no fucking way long night is fucking trash like at, like in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many ways. But anyway, um, what else? Uh, oh, although the best scene in the entire show. Yeah, favorite scene. Is the, the best scene in the entire show is in The Long Night. When the fucking giant ass. Oh, when the giant zombie comes breaking through and the little girl is just like standing there. And the big zo and zombie giant just is like. BAM! Like, just bitch slaps her across the fucking, like, all the fucking yard. Like, the I, we literally paused it and laughed for a good, we literally paused it and laughed for a good five minutes. Because, because somebody wrote that in and thought it was a good idea. That got greenlit, and... Somebody, mm, somebody was... wrote that in thinking it was going to be really like deep and brooding and like a big shocker that they killed a little girl. And it just was silly. It was just so was fucking just funny. Oh, it was so funny. Was like, I was, was like, like uh, am I watching Zombieland again? <laughs> <laughs> It did, yeah. If I, it did. It felt like a clip from Zombieland or something. Like, oh my god, so cartoon humor. I, I, I was. We literally paused it and we're laughing for a good. No, then they could have made that better. Like, like a, a really silly sound effect. <laughs> that ba it basically sounded like it because he does like hit. Dude, if they would have done the Wilhelm scream, like. <laughs> or like the sound like like cats make if they like trip and fall off something like. Yeah. <laughs> Wilhelm scream. Do the imagine the Wilhelm scream after she gets hit though. Like <laughs> you know, you imagine like the the smash sound effect whenever you hit a character off the map and smash. <laughs> All right, Ethan, favorite scene. Oh shit, I had one. <laughs> You, you, go. Do you want me to go? All right. Are you just probably a courtroom scene? Because obviously. No, no, no. Uh, favorite scene. It's uh, we talked about. Yeah, it. we right did, after we that. So favorite scene is definitely oh, when, he... when um Tyrion uh they just had his uh he's talking combat by trial or trial by combat mm -hmm. and he's down in the cell awaiting his death and uh the viper comes down over and. And just tells him the story about when uh, they went to meet him for the first time and how disappointed he was at Cashley Rock when he saw him because his sister made him out to be this huge monster uh, and he was he just, just looked a like a baby. And at the end, he tells him he'll, he'll be his champion. And 
my favorite thing about Game of Thrones are those scenes. It, the scenes where you like feel the weight of absolutely every. It's like when Jamie comes to see him in his cell uh, before the trial even begins, before he's put on trial. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about anything. They they just sit there and talk about their one, you know, uh, specially <clears throat> mental cousin who sits there and thumps. Uh, Beatles. Beatles with a rock. Yeah. And you just feel the connection between these two brothers it, mm. as they talk about the, absolutely nothing. Um, easily my favorite thing about the TV show is just the gravity of those conversations between – I mean it's the acting. It's the yeah. – it's it's everything. Um, so like legitimately um, – obvious. so I would say the courtroom scene is the best scene in the entire show. But my favorite scene is probably when, oh my goodness, his um the bald guy, fuck, Varys, Varys, um, is when Varys is tell is talking to Tyrion. He has this box, right? He has this box in his fucking room, just this giant ass box in his room, and he's talking to Tyrion about how he got, like, when he got his, when he got cut. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, I, I, everything I've done was not only for the, the people, but I knew one day I would get my revenge and then they open up the box and it's the guy who fucking cut him. Like, Oh, that, that actually, that scene is actually my favorite scene in the show. Like if we're talking about like, like legitimately because all, um, because that scene is also foreshadowing as well. Um, because the bo- mm. he he not only got he not only captured the guy in a box for um you know to get his revenge but he also got the box to um for Tyrion's escape like the Varys is a fucking like madman genius like he is so fucking smart every little thing he does including getting the box for his revenge wasn't just for revenge it was to have Tyrion escape because he knew he would have to like save Tyrion after uh because he knew he would have to go to trial at some point so like wow like the same can be said for his counterpart Littlefinger like I mean if oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Littlefinger is an amazing character as well yeah. um even up until the very end uh Littlefinger is a phenomenal character uh Favorite, but anyway, favorite yeah, scene. favorite scene. Mm, uh, dude, I'm I'm kind of drawing a blank. I'm surprised it's not like a Littlefinger scene or something. I was thinking about the bit when Littlefinger puts the knife to Ned's throat. And he's like, I told you not to trust me. Yeah. Like, oh. It's a little cliche, but <laughs> I like that. I don't know. I'm having trouble of thinking of one. Mm. Uh, While you're thinking, uh, another it, one of my favorites is – so you had talked about – you hit the nail on the head, Ethan, when you were talking about Ned and his uh, morals and, like, how he has this reputation of just this most honest character. And his one flaw was cheating when he was away at war. Oh, yeah. And but... then he comes back with this kid. And, and the entire time, you know, you have this uneasy feeling of, like – that just doesn't add up. And every time it's brought up in conversation, either Catelyn brings it up, something like that, he gets super weird about it. And, like, 
obviously uncomfortable and and you just think it's because well yeah because he cheated on his wife and he brought home this this child from war and then you find out it's not his child and and he he sacrificed his reputation for his sister and uh it it was just I mean, even his wife doesn't know. Like, he doesn't tell his wife. Yeah. And his wife resents John so much, and he just lets it be because he he's protecting his sister. And he's protecting John, obviously. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So I do like that for the character of Ned. I actually don't like it for the character of John, though, because, like, I like the idea that John is a nobody. Right. Um. That, now, like, now it's a story like and, every other, and, and now yeah. it's your stereotypical. He's he's the, the heir to the throne. The like, royal come on, is yeah. one of the worst yeah. fantasy tropes. Like, which even which even the, even the even that trope they could have done better, but that has to partake and, with them just I, rushing things. For I like, but I liked that Ned had one character flaw, yes. and that he cheated on his wife in a war. Yes, I'm like, you know I, what. Not, you get one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get one. You get one. It didn't add up, but I like the idea that it he humanizes up. him. It, like, it, 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 it humanizes I was like, all right. So even him. even like the poor the Paragon good guy character is like a little bit fucked up in this show, and then they just flushed that down the toilet. Yeah, they not only flushed that down the toilet, but then they and then they also just bring the whole yeah the 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 secret child trope the or the whatever. secret royal the secret royal trope um and they take away like you know they make it seem like that the heir like the heir to the throne is so important throughout the entire show when like they could have changed it to be like no you know we, even though john's whole point of like a character is that he brings people together even though he's a nobody and then oh well wait he is a somebody <laughs> like come on it would have been so much better to make a nobody a somebody like but at, at that point like to, or not not no 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 we'll see not not to make a nobody uh, somebody it would have been so much better to make a nobody have the capability of becoming a ruler mm-hmm. like that would have been so much better rather than make a nobody uh, a, a somebody like i think that would have been so much better of a of a theme um personally so at least we do know because up until that point we had no idea um that he was royalty so at least we do know he didn't need that in order for people to follow him. He does have I mean, the that qualities is... of a leader. It's just, oh, well, now, you know, you were meant to lead. Yeah, it, it, which is true, but they didn't need it. It's so, like, what's yeah, the... They... If, if he was already having those tropes, what's the point of even making him the 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 ruler, the, the true heir anyway? Like, what's the point then? Like, like to add conflict to... um. To add conflict with Daenerys, like I don't know, Daenerys is already starting to look psycho, so like there's already conflict there. I think so you it, don't need that conflict. You don't need that artificial conflict because the right. conflict's already there. Anyway, here's this is maybe not my favorite scene. I hadn't really like tried to deduce. Oh, it, here we go. But scene that I really really enjoy is the scene before in season three, I think, where. Whoo, shiver. <laughs> Tyrion, Tyrion tries to pay. Tyrion gets the. He's got the. He's secured the bag, and he's giving Shay the bag to go, like the bag of money, to go away and like start a new life. 
and she's like, yada, 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 I don't want to start a new life without you. He's like, well, this is the only life I want to have is the life here. It's like right after he's supposed to marry, or engage to Sansa or marry Sansa or whatever right. the fuck, however, whatever order that happens in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that the dialogue in that scene was really, really well written and well performed. And, uh, I do too, especially with Tyrion, because like that was like a true character, because like he doesn't he he doesn't care about having a love. He his love is for the politics. His love no, is it's for... not that he doesn't care about having love. Yeah, I think San- I think she, I think well, Shay was the, I think Shay was the first girl like that he actually felt like loved him back. Okay, yeah, after his and, wife. No, no yeah. the first girl that he believed loved him Correct. back, mm-hmm. and like after that, you know that time the first time he like paid like jamie paid somebody to love him Correct. right like yeah no that's, that's but no no, no. I, I would agree yeah, yeah. that that scene i would say really all of his scenes with shay are, are terrifically written i mean their relationship yeah. was well it's from from when they meet in the tent in the at, at the war on the battlefield with Braun and they play that game and mm-hmm. he, and he tells him about how jamie paid the yeah all of their stuff is well written together. I I do too. Um, and I'm glad that they do that because um, because the because the payoff, the mm. you know the payoff is so like overwhelming. Like when she does betray him, it's yeah. like that that, and then he kills her too. Like oh my, I I that is, I don't know what was hard to watch. Like, like I don't know what was hard to watch. Like her like betray him or him walking into the bedroom and her like Realizing saying it's her well not My only lion. well yeah not only her like being in the bed with her with his dad but her saying the thing that, that, call, she, called that she called him like bro yeah. oh my yeah. god it's so fucked yeah. so fucked so so good <laughs> it was so fucking good so bad it's good it was so like heart-wrenching we, it was so like such a dark thing to see it was so fucking good we should wrap this so up good. we should wrap it up. um so i think talking about our yep. favorite scenes actually is a good, a good way. way to good way to end it i kind of um, wish we had talked about like the whole theory of how they could have ended season eight when like or like done Daenerys' descent into madness but i mean there are there's literally hundreds of those videos like out there like people talk about how they could have done it i'm sure we're not the only ones to come to have the same ideas yeah like everyone talks about those so i think this is a good way to end it talk about our favorite scenes because there are good things in the show daenerys is a stalinist clearly yeah (laughs) um but all right good job good coming good talk good way to come back um let's get this going in 2021 we'll see if we're gonna come back either next week or the next two weeks uh probably the next two weeks more than likely uh we'll figure out what we're gonna talk about next uh and i'll um i'll hopefully upload those videos this weekend the rest of the videos this weekend hopefully. all right hopefully. <laughs> hopefully i'm off all weekend so uh, yeah, so you will so right. i will so i will uh i i will when i'm uh when i'm recovering from friday's party uh on saturday well, okay i'll wait fuck, just you know what just tell everybody what the fuck we're doing why don't hey, you what, tell what my whole goddamn schedule Hey, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the uh, – thank you for – See you, yeah. Thrash. 
Thanks for returning <laughs> to the show. He's been gone, probably. Peace. All right. Peace out, boys.